What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hi, welcome to G2 Hardcore, and tonight, I want everybody to hear the big trumpet blares. We have four comics with Lois Lane in them. Woo! How does that happen? Lois, Lois, Lois. <laughs> um, and we also have Tej with us. Hi, Tej. Hello. So this was a great week for Lois, really. I mean, yes, happy Valentine's Day to everybody. <laughs> yes, happy Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about that, too. Um, mm-hmm. As we all know, uh, Superman slash Clark Kent and Lois Lane is the greatest love story in fiction. Hello. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, funny thing is that a lot of people are using Superman and Lois Lane to promote their Valentine's Day. Oh, really? How did yeah. that happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? Isn't that lonely? He's probably had a heart attack. Uh, well, yeah, God knows. But I think, you know, with, you know, we this is something that it's kind of under the radar because it's not in the main books. I mean, uh, the four books that we're going to go over tonight are um, Justice League 3000, uh, World's End. Um, there was no Clark and Lois in that, just Lois. Because um, Clark and, is dead. Yeah, Clark's dead. Uh, I don't think he's dead. Okay, I think he's coming back. Earth 2 Superman, they can't kill him. It's just not possible. Uh, because they didn't have a funeral for him, and I had a discussion. Never mind. Well, but moving on. <laughs> um, World's Finest, which is narrated by Lois, and uh, talks about what happened before she died, you know, and then she became the Red Tornado, uh, because it's Earth 2 Lois. And also, in the most fabulous book that DC has come up with, you know, aside from the bat stuff, Future's End, mm. which had terrific Lois and Superman in it. But not necessarily together, but we got some hints about we, something. We got some scoop. We got a scoop for you. Yeah. But let's talk about Valentine's Day. Uh, I know I really don't care about Valentine's Day because, you know, quite frankly, I, I, I used to be under pressure when I don't have anybody for Valentine's Day. And then the girls would all go out and we'd do something for Valentine's Day. And that was fun. Mm. But um, so they're showcasing Harley for Valentine's Day, right? Holly, well, mostly just Holly Quinn, but they're, they're, they're showcasing her with Batman, with Joker. Um, yes, DC Comics is going all out for, for Holly. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, and, she's been around well, it forever. Makes sense. It makes sense because, you know, she's the most successful selling thing. They can slap Holly Quinn's face on anything, which they've done now with the variant covers for this month. Um. And it sells. Like, 
people can't get enough of Harley Quinn. Well, that's because they allowed her to be written, not necessarily dark. I mean, she still has her psychotic tendencies, which is Harley. But she's funny. You know, Harley Harley is crazy, right? She is a murderous, crazy, yeah, psychotic. She scares the Joker. So, I mean, that should tell Uh you how, (laughs) that should tell you her level of psychotic, in okay, she's like like really really crazy, but in that you know I always say there's an innocence to Harley Quinn that um you know um she's still childlike she's like a murderous child if that makes sense I don't know what I just said <laughs> um kind of an adorable murderous child. Yeah, like an adorable, like the, I mean, if she was in a fight right now with Wonder Woman, I'd be, like, supporting Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Because Wonder, poor and, Wonder Woman's a train wreck in the New 52. Oh, well, that's oh. something else we didn't get to talk about. Yes. But, okay, let me write this down so I won't forget. <laughs> um, so go ahead with the Valentine's thing. Yeah, no, um, well, They've got a new statue coming out from one of um, Alex Ross's. Um, he did that famous cover with Harley holding onto Joker, and they've got a statue coming out. Um, tons and tons of merchandise. Hot Topic has stopped selling Foreman stuff, and they've oh. now converted to selling Harley Quinn stuff. Probably so, complained. That stuff's not selling. Can we sell Harley? They're like, Jimmy, you're not buying this stuff fast enough. Right. So, yeah. And um, what, hopefully, cross fingers, I know we still got a few weeks left for uh, February, but for the main Valentine's Day week, um, which has ended today, basically, right. um, DC has not promoted Superman and Wonder Woman at all. We still haven't even gotten the preview for the book. Oh. Oh. Well, and yeah, we got everyone where we no, got every month they will change their relationship, right? Next month. Oh yes, next month is is going to alter Cal yeah, and Diana's relationship forever. Yeah, I'll do you next year. Uh huh. Gonna have to prove it. Yeah, I when when I see it in the panel, then I'll believe it. So. Yeah. Um, Comic Alliance had a. Um, what was it? Well, well, Comic Book Resources had uh, the best romantic covers. Right. Um, and I don't know who has won that, so... Right. I, I submitted mine. It was Superman and Lois Lane. What a, what a shocker. And me too. Mine was the uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez one he did, the variant he did for... Um, Superman Unchained. It was one of Clark right. giving Lois flowers in front of the phone booth. Right, right. And mine that I submitted was um, a very, very um, telling comic. Uh, I find it so ironic every time I look at the comic. It says it's the pre. It's the prelude to Infinite Crisis, Action Three Eight Three Six. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, where Superman 
it's Earth 2 Superman, said Cal L with an L, um, holding Lois Lane in a wedding dress, and they're flying through the chocolate. Oh, and there's, you know, there's cupids all around them. And then what I love about the cover, it says, this was your life. So, man, this was your life. Because I keep posting that for, for like, it's the tagline for the New 52. He was happy because he's smiling. He's right. flying in the air. He's got Lois in his arms. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a hero in the book and everything. And it's such a telling story because it's like, that was his life. It was perfect. And then DC went and ruined it. Well, so. and in the in the story, they compare his life to the other iterations oh. of Superman at yeah. that time. There's like three of them in there. Mm-hmm. There's like golden, There's two of them. bronze, two of them. and pre yeah, pre fifty two. Yes, yeah. There's, there's golden, there's bronze, and there's, bronze is like in there for like a very short time. Yeah, and then there's. 352, who's fighting somebody, and, you know, all the, um, I think it was fighting Brainiac or Brother Eye or Omac or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It was probably and, Omac. Yeah. yeah, and then that's what created the time drift and what, you know, brings about um, infinite crisis because there's all this chaos. In, I mean, this this story is so ironic that DC is Whoops, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, sorry. Is that better? Yes. Okay. And it's, you know, it's so ironic for now because DC did the story about where the old God comes back because the world is too chaotic with the new, with the new heroes. Right. Um, you know, they had basically Superman, um, it wasn't his fault. Um, you know, he created um, a flood in South America somewhere, and then it killed a lot of people. And it wasn't his fault. It was a, we found out later it was a robot. Um, but anyway, it was an OMAC, whatever. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, in that, that was that was his fortresses down there. Remember? Yes, his fortress was down there. And anyway, a lot of people died. <laughs> and they had and to get then, rid of it. So. Yeah, and then and then they had one woman killing uh, Maxwell Lord which really sparked um, Kal-El and uh, Superboy, who becomes later Superboy Prime, coming back to Earth because they were locked away in a time capsule. And so Kal-El shatters reality and he comes in and, you know, he he, um, he saves the, everybody and he's like, no, you need to treasure. And, you know, the old Diana Prince comes in and she's like, you you have been a lot of things for a, a long time. You've been an Amazon, you've been a princess, you've been a warrior, but the thing you haven't been the most, and she's telling this to, to Wonder Woman, present, she says, the thing you haven't been the most is human. Yeah. And, you know, I, I read Infinite Crisis, and I'm like, okay, okay, so I just need to take these six books, and mesh them together and put them to detail and say, please read your own work. Please. Well, that's just it. Cal L from the Golden Age came because the present day, which would have been um, in the 2000s, right. heroes 2006. were too yeah were too dark. Mhm. Yeah. Why did he get the load of the new 52? <laughs> Cal L will have a probably like a I don't know if it's possible, but he'll have a Kryptonian heart attack. 
because you'll be like, oh, what did I just do? I sacrificed my life. I sacrificed my lowest. I sacrificed it because he calls her his lowest. You know, he's yep. like, you're my lowest. And I'm like, oh, and anyway, um, so, if you haven't read Kalel with an L and Lois from the Golden Age, please do because they're very romantic. Yes, they are. Um, and, and Comic yeah. Alliance had um, a uh, poll. Picture, pardon? Somebody had a poll. Yeah, they had a poll. Oh, it was Comics Alliance, wasn't it? You did well. Yeah. Somebody else had a poll where you vote. You're voting. The round one had Clark and Lois. And yeah, they, they run, won round one. Yeah, but unfortunately, some of the foam answers got in there, and so they docked it like twelve percent from a hundred percent. So oh no, oh no, be- I I brushed it up because you could vote as many times as you want. I brushed it up to ten percent that they. I was like, okay, true, true love, true love, true love, true love. I was so like, I voted so many times. Whoops, I don't know if this was allowed, but whatever. Um, because I knew well, the foam answer. Because uh, one of the people tweeted it. They were like, there's this link. And I was so frustrated because they were like, here's this link. It's on the blog and everything. They're like, here's this link. Go and vote against Lois and Clark. Yeah, Lois they and call Jesus. us haters. And and they call us haters. I'm like, excuse <laughs> me. What? What? You know, go fight your own battle. But to be and honest. If they had the foments on there, I would have voted against it many times. Well, yeah, because you know we it isn't a true it's a bad romance, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, why go and vote specifically? It's spiteful, it's hateful, and you know they complain to us. Oh, we're spreading a lot of hate about the foments. No, we're not. Um, we no, don't like not. it. Yeah, we just we just, we don't say, you know, I'm not one of those people that post best couple, worst couple sort of thing, you know. I know there are some close fans out there that do that, right? But yeah, and I usually reblog those. Yeah, no, I reblog them <laughs> as well. So I'm, I, you know, sort of hypocritical, but but it's the truth. So. Right. Um, well, and it's usually backed up with facts. Like they usually do the order numbers for the different books and the ones that are exactly. lowest. Are in them exactly. And the ones that Diana are in them, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, they spitefully go and get like these, I don't know, hundreds of people to, on their millions of devices to go and vote against Superman and Lois Lane. And I'm like, you got no time. Do you need a hobby? Because I can give well, you one. You here, here's the computer. thing that really bothers me. Okay. They take it personally. They think we hate them. I don't hate but, them. I feel sorry for them. No, yeah, I, I do, don't. Listen, I, all formances, I do not hate you. Yeah, I don't hate I them either. You. I feel sorry I for them. You. I pity them. Yes. Yeah, I pity you. I feel sorry for you because, and I'm not saying this in a mean, snarky way. I honestly feel sorry for you that you hate Lois Lane so much you won't allow any sort of um, thing of this romance to to influence you. I mean, if you picked up a book that wasn't Silver Age and you, <laughs> you read you know, and you read... They actually read it. Give you, I can give you one book 
with Superman and Lois Lane, and it just tells you why they're so perfect. Excuse me. And the thing is, you know, they they just hate Lois so much, they don't allow her in. Yeah. And I don't know what Lois Lane did then, that, that, you know, Terry Hatch or Erica Duran slap them and say, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, well, what did Lois do to you? Here's what, and especially with, you know, our, with our show and with my blog, I'm trying to show them that they better be prepared for their August 22nd, 2012, because mm. it's going to hit them hard. They're right. going to get the rug pulled out from underneath their feet. If they think that DC Comics is going to allow this fomance to last for freaking ever, they better like they better just get out of that frame of mind because they're not. Okay, we have been waiting and waiting and waiting. We have been told that DC would bring Clark and Lois back if we pined enough. Well, we didn't pine. We came out with guns blazing, (laughs) torches, going, yo, you can keep your books, and when you get your head out of your butts, then we might buy it. We may not forgive you for what you've done to us, but we will buy the books if they're good enough. And that's been shown in order numbers, okay? So, basically, I don't hate the Fomancers. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry that, you know, they don't understand Lois and what that relationship means to the character of Superman, to the mythology of Superman. Because they were created together. You've got Mm -hmm. Superman and Clark and Lois Lane, those are the three pillars of that mythology, and there's a reason that she's there. And these people who dismiss it and say, well, she's not his humanity, the people of Smallville is. Well, Smallville didn't get created till years, decades later. Right. Lois was always his connection to humanity. She was personalized. I mean, they could have just made the Daily Planet his humanity hangout. But they didn't. They personalized it because they understood that they needed a love interest. And there's nothing wrong with that because every story needs some romance. I don't care what. I, You know, if you, any story needs some kind of romance, even if it's an angsty romance, you know, you know they're supposed to be together, but things just don't work out like Romeo and Juliet, you know. Everybody always says, oh, that's the greatest love story. No, it's not. It's about teenagers committing suicide. I mean, you know, that's not a love story to me. And I was like, okay, yes, they love each other and everything, but, I mean, come on, they end up dead at the end. And so where Clark and Lois, okay, you've got the banter, you've you've got her not knowing that he's, you know, and everybody's, oh, well, just because of a pair of glasses, have you seen the difference in this guy when when you read the page? I mean, he's completely different, you know. He, uh, he, he acts different. He holds his body. His body language is different. You know, he's got the spit curl when he's Superman. He got, doesn't have it when he's Clark, you know, that kind of thing. And I hope they bring the spit curl back because um, I miss it. And yeah, I see there's been a couple times cool, they people. Yeah, even, even Henry Cavill with his 
like sleeped back. Okay, Henry Cavill did the, the Dean Cain thing, but right. when they're clock, he's got naturally curly hair, so his right. hair just falls in a split curl. And they're like, okay, we'll use that as your clock image because, you know, clock is supposed to be like he's, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed in Man of Steel, the way he ties his tie, it's crooked. Right, not perfect. Like, like Welling used and to do. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Tom Welling did it perfectly, right? Oh, my God. Um, and he's a model. He's been tying ties since forever. Yeah, and, you know, and and he's wearing um the plaid shirt, okay, farm boy. Yeah. And, right. and his collar is a bit up, you know, and his hair's ruffled. That is Clark Kent. He is literally making up this mask to go over because he doesn't want people to connect Clark and Superman. Okay. Right. People people say, Oh, uh, you know, it's just a pair of glasses. Have you ever seen someone who wears glasses all the time take off the glasses? You can't recognize them. My okay. dad used to wear glasses. I mean my dad still wears glasses. And 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 back in the day he wore the big uh black framed ones and so did the neighbor guy and so everybody else and when he take his glasses off I was like that doesn't look like him that's not my dad yeah. you know my sister the other day we, we went to her graduation so we told her we have contacts you know so you don't have to because you get the one day contacts right and right. she came out you know she had her hair done and everything I was like who are you where's <laughs> my sister you know right <laughs> Because she's also got she's got red red rimmed glasses, right? And it's thick, so because she's got horrible eyesight, so she's got like bottle bases as her as her glasses. And um, you know, it's I I've known her all my life, and right. I didn't recognize her. I was like, who are you? It's my sister, you know. I literally had to do like a double take, like, whoa, that's how you look. <laughs> okay. One of my grandnieces is is a tomboy, okay? And her her clothing is I mean she's a big sports junkie. She's a she's a jock, right? And her mm. um all she wears is, you know, sports pants, gym pants and, you know Sounds like me. sports <laughs> attire, you know, all the time. I mean, um when somebody would get her something pink, she'd look at him like, Are you crazy? I wouldn't wear that. She went to I think it was her junior prom, and her cousin had this uh, pink salmon dress, okay, gorgeous dress, and she had it, and they, you know, you got her hair done, had her makeup done. I I, I didn't recognize her. Mm-hmm. I went, yeah. oh, my God. But the only thing that saved me was she looked so much like her mom, and I'm constantly calling calling her her mom's name. But I looked at that, and I went, is that Dora? Oh my gosh, it's Samantha. Yeah. And she looked completely different. I mean, my she was a major girl. She was major female woman stuff going on. And I was like, "Oh my gosh." You know. And um so now I've seen a little bit of not all blue and black and, you know, more <laughs> stuff sneak into her wardrobe slightly. Now her sister is completely different. She's the foo-foo girl. She's the girl girl. You know, so there's, you know, she, and that's how they kind of divided up the roles. But when I saw that prom picture, I was like, is, oh, my God. 
You know, it's like, whoa, beauty, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, I mean, this whole thing about, oh, well, he didn't even recognize him as a pair of glasses. Well, you people, yeah. It's not like they haven't been fooled by anybody before, you know. Yeah. Please. You know, the the best um, examples of Clark Kent and Superman um, the the way they do the difference was um, Christopher Reeve, you know, he in that scene, and I think it was the second movie, where he puts his shoulders up, mm-hmm. right? He picks himself up from that slouch. And you're like, okay, so this is what he's doing. He's slouching, he's bumbling over his words, you know, he's always um, got his uh, finger pressing his glasses back up the bridge of his nose. Um, it's It's different. And the second best example is, and I know this isn't the greatest book for Superman. I know what you're going to um, say, because we actually oh, saw the sketches. Yes, yes, for for All-Star Superman. Right. right? Um, Frank Quintley, however you say his name. Quintley, yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, he, if you look at the study that he does. Oh, I'm sorry, Superman, it's quietly, isn't it? Quietly, yes. That's that's yeah. why I always. I'm like, is it quickly? Is it quietly? You know, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Okay. Thank Another you. Scotsman. <laughs> um. Yes. Yes. And um. You know, if you look at the study he did for for Superman, if you look at the the panels, right? Um. Again, it's the slouch. It's the it's the you know crooked tie. It's the ruffled. It's the you know, his shirt is hanging out of his pants and all the I know right. I make Clark Kent sound like a flub, but it's all an act. Right. Right. And if you look at um birthright as well, um, the way his mother said, Oh well it's your eyes. It's your eyes that'll give you away. So we right. need to cover them up. We need to cover up that and you know, the way she she starts describing his eyes, I fell in love with his eyes. Um, you know, she says it's this bright blue, it's this happy blue, it's the sky blue. And, you know, we need to cover them. And the grim and the glass shields his eyes. Right. So, you know, and if they say if the eyes are the windows to the soul, he's right. got something covering his soul, literally. So, you know, it's literally, it's more than just a disguise as well. It's It's the way he presents himself. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's not a question about Lois Lane's, uh, um, you know, investigative skills or smarts or whatever. It's not that it's, Clark is purposely shielding himself from the Superman persona. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Erica Durant said it perfectly when, when they started, um, you know, when she showed him Jaime Reyes and she says, like, okay, you need to slouch your shoulders down. You need to, like, curl up. You need to you need to bumble about. And he's like, but, Lois, I was that person in high school. And she's like, yeah, so you need to be less perfect, too. So, yeah, because you're perfect, damn it. Yeah. And so, anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's not a question about Lois Lane's smart. It's. Or her observational it's, powers or anything like that. Yeah, it's 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 Clark Kent's incredible acting skills. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, fashion. 
Um, especially, well, not in the New 52, because he's got really lousy acting skills in the New 52. Oh, uh, in the New 52, 52, it's, well, how has Cat Grant not figured it out? You know, <laughs> Lois knows. Lois knows. Lois knows. It's, it's like, how has Cat Grant not figured it out? Because it's so simple. He doesn't do anything to his hair. Uh, he's just, I don't know why he's wearing the glasses, because, you know, whatever. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing. Um, Comic Alliance, Chris Sims did a, and I was kind of like, you picked that one? Of course. He picked the Silver Age Lois Lane book to review for Valentine's Day. It's when, I mean, and I think a lot of people just don't even look past the covers. If they actually read the book, then they would know. Mm. Uh, it was when Lois uh, married Satan. <laughs> but he wasn't really Satan. Okay, he was from a different planet. But anyway, and they had horns, and and, and he changed her. Any, but anyway, in the in the book, um, Lana's in it too. Um, um, Lois, quote unquote, dies. Right? Quote unquote, yeah, yeah. And nothing fixed in the Silver Age. <laughs> yeah, you know how that goes. Uh, Superman is so distraught. He is. I mean, he's just, oh, Lois. He takes, gets his wedding room and scribes something on the inside of it and then goes through the marriage ceremony and slips this ring on her finger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we find out that she's not really married to Satan, that he's a guy from another planet, and Lois is, you know, Lois goes with him because She's developed horns and hooved feet, you know, and she can't be with Superman looking like that. So um, eventually he sees, uh, the guy sees how much, you know, Lois misses, you know, so he sends her back. Um, And, you know, she loses the horns and the club feet. And um, at the end of the book, you get to see what's inscribed on the inside of the ring. And it's the same thing that Grant Morrison picked that ball up and ran with it in All-Star Superman. And that was, what's the exact quote? I can't remember. I love you, Lois Lane, until the end of time. Even for the Silver Age. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and for the Silver Age, that was big doings. You know, he actually admitted he loved her. And yeah, always he wasn't forever. Trying, he wasn't trying to trick her, you know. Right. So, so, and then that's something that we've been missing in the New 52 is romance. Especially a romantic Clark. Because part of being Superman is Clark being romantic. And, and it's a love story of all different kinds. Uh, on so many levels. Um, you know, the love of humanity, the love of Lois Lane. Now, I have always already, or whatever, said, um, <laughs> um, you know, save Lois, save the world, save the world, save Lois. That's just how it rolls. So, um, and before I forget, um, Gwenna, whose Fallout book, uh, it's a Lois Lane uh, young adult book, comes out in May. Still mm-hmm. have time to wait. She's right now having a contest if you do a hashtag uh, 
Fallout well, capital A R C. Yeah, yeah, capital A R C. It's all one word. Fallout capital A R C. Um, on Tumblr, Twitter, or something like that, she'll find it. And it's like why you would want Lois Lane as your best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she had two competitions going. Right. Um, yesterday for on Valentine's Day, you know, it's like a friendship day. I don't know what you call it, Valentine's Day. I guess. Um, she had. Why would Lois Lane be your best friend? Um, it's only open to U.S. citizens. Yeah, you can't so, do it. Yeah, I, I, I was like, can I enter? I'll, I'll pay my own postage. She's like, no. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll enter. Okay. I'll enter and I'll give you somebody's address in the U.S. and you can send it to me. And she's like, no. <laughs> That's Are not they? right. Yeah, she's like, no. I would so, mail it to you. I would mail it to you. She, yeah, yeah. She was like, she was like, no, no. That's but I'd read it first. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I would I would win the contest just for you and me so we could read it. Yeah. Um, I I take it spelling mistakes and all because I'm a horrible speller, so I would like even just like Lois, yes. I you know, I don't trust spell check because it always makes me look silly. Um like today, autocorrect when I when I typed in sure it turned it into fur. I was like, What? I know, no. autocorrect. I like to smack it sometimes because I'll be typing away and la 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 la, and I'm looking at that's not what I type. <laughs> what is this thing doing? Don't change things. The worst is my phone because it has UK spelling, South Africa spelling, and US spelling on it because it's a US phone. Right. Right? It's a Windows phone. And it gets so confused. It, I bet I'm it like, does. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, I can't send this message because it's like, you know, in its own cryptic word, you need like a cipher to decipher it. Um, so I don't even type on my phone because it's so irritating. Uh, I didn't know about, don't buy Windows. <laughs> so if you want to, it's, it's not the finished book, it's the last. Oh, yes, it's the uncorrected um, proof yeah. version. She said, if "This is the last um, proof before Rap. it gets yeah. Fi- right. yeah before it, before it gets finalized." Um, she said that she added a few more pages in from the last time <gasps> that she that she um, uh, that th- she had another competition where they were giving where right. Switch Press was giving away the the first you know uh, copy uh, unedited version, right. and she said from that to now. Um, She's added in two thousand words, so I don't did, know how many pages. Did so Maya win that one? She won one. Maya, Maya won the first one, so she did her review on the first one. And she's like, "Oh, there's an extra two thousand words. I need this new one." And like, yeah. So she entered okay. for this one. I'm like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, "Hey, Maya." I'm like, "Hey, hey, you, you, you have to wait." Like, I don't care. I'm, she's like, "I don't care. It's Lois Lane, okay?" And then we could understand um, that, so it was cool. Listen, um, I was trying to cheat and get somebody to, I was, like, going to post it. I was going to, like, give your address and say, she'll post it to me. You can just say she wants it. I don't know it. Um, you know, so, so, so if anyone's interested in in a Lois Lang book, um, that, yeah, you know, get, it's going to come out in May, before, but, you know. Yeah. Before midnight tonight, because she's going to only tally up to midnight time. tonight. Uh, I'm in the U.S. Yeah. E S T Eastern? Yeah. Eastern okay. Standard Time, yeah. 
Okay. okay. I, I don't know. Y'all got so many time zones. So you've got... We do not. We only have five. Five? Uh, You've got one. <laughs> that's your problem. Uh, six o'clock. Okay. So you got six and a half hours. So it's hashtag Fallout, capital A-R-C. Right. And, and the first, I'm still telling you, the first one was saying why Lois Lane would be the best friend ever. Um, she's Lois Lane. That should just win it for me. Um, and the second one is for today, Valentine's Day, why you love Lois and Clark. Because right. she loves Lois and Clark. And she said all these entries she's getting is just making her all closey inside. So I love well, I, I sent her my shirt I made for Baltimore Con this past year. Yeah, and I hope you win. Yeah, I do. And um, it's... If you uh, win, you win, you can post it to me and I'll send it back to you. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll no, no, I, I will. Do. I will. Okay, I know. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Um, but um, I forget what cover it was. I think it was an Adventures of Superman one. Um, and Clark is pulling his shirt apart and she and kissing Lois, and she's pulled his, pulling his glasses off. It's very romantic. And then yeah, and underneath, yeah, the hashtag is Lois and Clark forever. Like get that tattooed on my body somewhere. Yeah. So I. Uh, one of the things, when I write Clark and Lois, is one of the things that I, I read it in the comic, I can't remember which one it was, but I boiled it down to this, even when separated, never apart. And that's really oh, helped oh. me through the, with uh, New 52, because even though they're separated, they're still together. Mm. You can't separate those two. I mean, you can't pull those two apart. I don't care she has to die before he even considers companionship of some kind, you know. And uh, she, but he always loves her. It's always about Lois, so you know. Um, yes. so, even when he's with, excuse me, all the finances out there, your prized possession, kingdom come. Even when he is with Wonder Woman and they're right. making babies, and I don't care, whatever, he's like. Can I have beef bourguignon? So, yep. be, if you don't know what that means, because you obviously didn't read the comics, it's called for our Malois. That's something that Jeff Loeb picked out of the. Oh, no, no, no. I actually have that comic too. It's from. It's pre Crisis on Infinite Earth. There were yes. three. And I think, was it Maggins who wrote that? Um. I have I no idea who wrote it, but I do have a scan of right. the page. I actually have the so, book. Oh, and Superman, Superman and Clark get separated into two different beings. Um, in that, when he's Clark, he's vulnerable, mm-hmm. but when he wears the Superman suit, he's you know invulnerable. But the thing about it is, is that it gives Clark the freedom to be uh, more bold, more, you know, he, he, he doesn't have to disguise himself anymore because when he's Clark Kent, he's as human as everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So he actually asks Lois out. They make out on the couch. And one of the things she fixes for him is beef bourguignon. And that's how this all got started. Mm-hmm. And then um, inevitably, you know, they're making out on the in the elevator too, so that's 
that's where that started too. And uh but inevitably he is um brought back together as one being. Um and um you know, Clark is very heroic as Clark. And mm-hmm. Lois admires that and she's you know, she's she's singing the next morning, you know, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. She's like la 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 oh, such a great date and yeah, no, they do make out on the couch um for its time that was kinda racy. Um Yeah. It was in the that was very, that's very racy. seventies. Um, yeah. And um it's two ninety Four ninety five and ninety two ninety four two ninety five two ninety six I believe. Okay, and the the comic the comic with with um Holly's shirt on it is the Adventures of Superman ah. five two five. Yep. Or try or triangle twenty seven. And if you haven't read the comic, it's actually a very good comic as well. Right. Because. Um, Superman wants to abandon Clark Kent persona and Lois is like, okay, okay, I've got a challenge for you. <laughs> and, she, and she tells him to basically waltz through um, this, this little town and she says, go get a cup of coffee. Oh, that's right. And 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 he's like, Lois, you you know I can't, and you know, he goes to Superman and he gets mobbed by all these people and she says, you see, this is why you need Clark Kent for the quiet moments. Because you can't be Superman 24-7, okay? You need to rest. You need to be human. You need to be clock. And she's yeah. like, and he's like, what would I do without you, Lois? And she's like, you'd suffer in misery. You'd, you'd do something silly, Smallville. And, you know, that's not an exact quote. I don't have the comic in front of me. But, but that's basically the gist of it. She's like, she, and that's the, that's the thing about Lois, is that she challenges him, she surprises him, and she helps him. Right. So, well, and here's the other thing. The people that talk about, it's all about his power, Superman's powers. No. That's, I mean, it's not. They say, oh, well, you know, he's, he, you know, he's too powerful, blah, blah, blah. They are completely leaving Clark Kent out of the equation. And you can't do that, because then you end up with battling, ailing, boring guy... You know who develops super flare. You know, <laughs> so um, the the other thing that um, Comic Alliance had was do you, they had a bunch of uh, today they had a bunch of Valentine's romantic pictures, um, and there were what ten Superman and Lois. Yes, pictures? yes. I did a search for Superman to see if they did Superman and anybody else. Um, right. They did. They did not do Superman and anybody else. They did only thank Superman you. and Lois. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, thank the Lord. There's a God out there somewhere. Um, and it was ten covers, more than Batman, with all his hundred, you know, love interests. Now, they only had, like, two aside from Catwoman, right? It was Talia and what was the other one? Vicky uh, Vale? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Some redhead. Oh, no. I wasn't interested in the Batman one, so it could oh, have there's been Talia. A, there's a the one was Talia, no, and the one the one with Catwoman was was even though it's doing the Jim Lee, um, you know, and I'm like anti Jim Lee. Oh, I like the one where she was biting his tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that was good. 
But um, oh, so so there's those to look at. Plus, there's a lot of Big Barter and Mr. Miracle. Mm, yes, and like- they put Big Barter and Mr. Miracle on the same round as Superman and Lois. I was like, this is so unfair. Because- I know. I was like, you're breaking my hardship, people. <sighs> I know. And then and then Bart and, and and Mr. Miracle were like ninety five five. You know they were winning for true love. And I'm like, the hell, my poor Clovis is gonna get trashed because of these romances. Right. And oh, but even if Bart and Mr. Miracle won that round, I'd have been like, right. But a sweet victory, you know. Hmm? Well, it's true love, you know. What do you? Hey. Oh well, I didn't finish the story about Beef Bergenyol. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look yeah. for the comic. Uh, Jeff, yeah, I think it's two ninety four, two ninety five, two ninety six. If I'm if I'm remember right, and I may not. I'm confusing it with something else. But anyway, um, and that would be V one. Mm. Um, not V two. Or V. Uh, it looks like I'm trying to decipher. I'm trying. I'm using not okay. using like. Comic you carry on with your story. I'll look. All right. So Jeff Loeb picked up on this beef bourguignon, and when he wrote Superman back in the nineties, um, he used it as a code word <laughs> for uh, Clark and Lois when mm. they uh, wanted to get frisky, mm. um, and also, and then they extended it. You know, they wanted to make. Clark a little more farm boyish, so they made it said beef bourguignon with ketchup. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no Clark. Um, but also later it became a code word. I forget who did that. It became a code word that Pa gave him for like when there was danger or whatever. Just low. Was it just low? Well, uh, the Clark and Lois, you know, code word for sex with Jeff Lowe, but I'm not sure about Pa. Maybe it was. Uh, pa no, yes, yeah, it was also Jeff Lowe because he, used, okay. he kept using the BBWK. And I, I remember I picked up this one comic and I didn't know about the show. Whoop, you're breaking up. I'm sorry. Whoops, no. Still breaking up. Uh-oh. You still there? Yeah. You still breaking up? Sorry. No. I hope it's not my stuff. Here's, no, it's garbled. Here, let me try something different here. No, you're still garbled. It's got some kind of interference. I hope it's not my stuff because we've got wind blowing and stuff around here. Okay, well, anyway, so yeah, the BBWK was Beef Burgundy On with Ketchup, which was the code word. Well, go ahead, try again. Nope. I don't know what's going on. What? I can't understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. 
Oops. Um, huh? So, um, so there was that to look forward to with the, I think she's going to try to dial in again and see if that improves anything. Um, so, um, Comics Alliance had these, you know, um, pictures, which were awesome, and there wasn't a single foment. Oh, thank you. You know, because, you know, what was it, two years ago? That's all we got was foments. They even had that young romance thing, which really wasn't romantic at all. I don't even know why they even called it young romance. Yeah, there were people who were supposedly quote-unquote couples, but there was no romance in it. It was very bleak and dark and everything, like the New 52, which will be our next subject as soon as um, Tej comes comes back. Um, so what else is happening? I wrote some notes down here. Um, so, um, for those of you who have been waiting to see um, Clark and Lois in the same comic in New 52, uh, Future's End, uh, five years from now, has that. And um, it looks like some good possibilities that I'm hoping for a save. I don't know about the rest of you people, but I am definitely hoping for a save. And I'm babbling because Tej ain't back yet. Um, So, um, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, so on, on other news, my tablet broke this week, and so I had to get another one. But I got a used one, and it has more storage. So, ha ha ha. Um. Okay. Let me see where she's at. Let's see if she's back on. Um. Nope. She didn't send me a Twitter message. So, hopefully, she'll be able to come back. Um. Also, let's see what else happened this week. Um. I will tell you that in Future's End, uh, here's our big scoop for Future's End. Um, the penciler uh, is uh, for Future's End was drawing Clark and Lois in the same panel and a panel of Clark, uh, bearded Superman in the jeans. Um, Who's just arrived in New York City, uh, you know, and so has Doomy Brainiac. Um, and we'll talk about that when we talk about features in um, 41. And we're not sure what issue this these sketches will be in, this these panels that will be in. I'm hoping for 42, but uh, it might be a little too soon. It might be, you know, a, a later issue. These issues end April 1st. So it's got to be within the next six weeks. Um, but um, Clark is smiling because he's with Lois. So everybody's very excited about that. And But they can change before the actual issue comes out, but we're not sure. Um, let's see. Um, also, well, I guess I could go through um, some of the books that, really didn't have a whole heck of a lot in them. Um, World's End, as you know, Clark quote-unquote died. I don't think he's dead because they didn't really have a funeral for him. 
But everybody's like, oh, but you know, and I'm just not going to accept the fact that, oh yeah, he died, because his, you know, his wife didn't even say words of the grave, and there wasn't a grave, and there was, you know, and Val and what's their, Kara uh, was were, you know, exactly grieving. Uh, there was, you know, and there was three panels of this tree with no dirt broken or anything like that. But we'll go over World's End. Um, Red Tornado is in it. Okay, um, Tej is rebooting, and she'll be calling back in five minutes. So <laughs> I get to cover that. Um, there seems to be a lot of black and white panels lately. Um, we noticed it in Superman 38 with the introduction of the Super Flare. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to the black and white panels. It's almost like last minute uh, they couldn't get them to the colorist, so they, you know, um, they went through the penciler and inker, and there's some shading done, and then they were published. Um, so some of these books are getting, and, and you know, for a monthly like Superman 38, that's kind of a jip because you know it's hello, but. It must mean there were last-minute changes, and we we even said that we're like what? Uh, but this book also had some black and white panels in it, uh, pages in it, and this is the weekly. So you know we kind of expect that with a weekly, um, you know they hand the work off to somebody else and get it in as fast as possible. Um, let's see. Um, I'm trying to go through here and not and fill up dead air. Sorry, guys. Um, let's see. Oh, um, Fury and Miss, Mr. Miracle, uh, Mr. Terrific, and Sandman are taking off in the rocket, and they're going to go save the world. Um, and then we have uh, uh, Kara... Val and Lois above Adam's Haven, uh, which is in the earth. So um, they're trying to take care of business down there. There's a lot of jumping around in this. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, the, probably the most interesting thing for me now with World's End, now that quote unquote Earth 2 Superman is dead, quote unquote. Uh, I have a feeling he'll be back for one of the um, when the Earths collide kind of deal, the multiverse. I think he'll be back because obviously, yeah, I think he'll be back um, because Earth Two Superman has played a big part in all the crises. I mean, Crisis on Infinite Earth, Infinite Crisis, and not so much in Final Crisis, but there were other. Um, Analogs of Superman in that book, um, written by Grant Morrison for Final Crisis. Um, so it, but for me, the interesting thing about Earth, World's End right now is how exactly "quote unquote" Earth Two died. Okay, I don't think it died. I think uh, a lot of it was destroyed, but I think they try to get and and because Dark Side was invading and everything. I think they try to get as many people out of harm's way via these ships, and then they ended up on 
Earth Zero, or as we call it sometimes, Earth Loser, uh, which is the new 52. Uh, so, you know, you know, and then they had to put up with, in Futures then we see they had to put up with bigotry and everything else because you had redundancy in, in some of these heroes. Um, so you're kind of wondering um, who actually survived and who didn't. Now we have uh, Thomas Wayne and... Um, his granddaughter, Helena, Helena, um, and we know that Thomas doesn't survive, but there's something coming in convergence where Earth 2 Batman, which would be Thomas, meets um, Earth Loser, um, Earth Zero, um, Batman, which is Bruce. Um, and he... And only one survives. Now, gee, do you think they're going to kill off Bruce? I don't think so. You know, that's kind of like a, oh, that's nice, but that means absolutely nothing. But, you know, I'm sure they'll give it a good go. Oh, while we're talking about Convergence, let me see if I can pull up some uh, info on Convergence because we got the Convergence takes place during April and May. Um, And... We've got the solicits for May, and see if I can find something here. Um, something that makes me now, Jeff. I believe it's Jeff King from White Collar is uh, the first issue, Convergent Zero, which comes out in April. Jeff and Dan Jurgens are writing together, I believe. Um, but then after that, Jeff King and Scott Lobdell are writing it. And that makes me nervous. Um, I'm a little leery of Lubdell getting near Superman at all. And you know, God only knows what he's going to do to an entire universe or multiverse. Um, so, let's see. So we get Convergence one zero one two three four in April. In 5, uh, this one was just written by Jeff King. Um, let's see, the threat to the multiverse grows as Brainiac confronts his creation Telos, and surviving heroes of Earth 2 are stuck in the middle, of course. Plus, a specific moment in time signals a call to all cities that have been battling each other, witness the final fates of the winners and losers of Convergence. So, there are going to be lo- winners and losers, meaning that people from some other time might be in stories, you know, going for, you know, from here on. The other thing that kind of bugs me in Convergence is we got too many damn villains. And, you know, I'm not a villain person. Um, we have Brainiac. We have Telos. We have Deimos. And we'll probably have some Dark Side thrown in there, too, because, you know, he's going to have his footprint on everything. Um, so that seems like a lot of big bads, you know. Um, you know, it's the never-ending battle, you know, battle, battle. Basically, the New 52 is the never-ending battle because they don't get no free time. They don't get no personal life. Um, so, in Convergence 6, which is written by Jeff King and Scott Lobdell, 
Free of the reign of Talos, a pantheon of heroes unite at last in an effort to defend their collective cities. And remember, Brainiac has the dome cities. Remember, that started way back in um, action when he domed Metropolis and uh, Clark got him out. Um, let's see. But they did not count on the threat of Deimos, who suddenly seems to possess the power to tear the multiverse apart at the seams. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Convergence number seven, written by um, Jeff King and Scott Lobdell. The largest battle in the history of the multiverse is here. Who will win and who will lose? When Deimos battles the combined might of the Earth Truth survivors, the heroes from Kingdom Come, the Titans, and Parallax. All this and more as the heroes of the New 52 join the fight. Oh, well, that's just like them to sit on the sidelines and then finally jump in at the last minute. They go, we won! Um, Convergence 8, Jeff King and Scott Loeb. Um, all the heroes of the DC Universe unite to face a crisis of infinite proportions, but when all is done, there can only be one reality, but will even that survive the battle? Well, if it didn't, you wouldn't have any books to write. Um, just saying, uh, let's see, let's see what else we have, um, and with the sing like, I want to call single issues, like, um, Converges Superman, the first one comes out in April, it's like a monthly, and then the second one, uh, the end of that story comes out in May, so, um, let's see what we got. In Justice League, we get Flashpoint Aquaman. If you remember in Flashpoint, he and Wonder Woman were taking over the world, and Wonder Woman killed Mira, and she also killed Steve Trevor. Sweet girl that she is. Uh, And they cliched, refrigerated Lois Lane, which made Cal, because he wasn't Clark, because he landed in Metropolis and the army got him, uh, made Cal become Superman. You know, that's pure refrigeration as ever there was. Of course, then they kicked her to the curb after the new 52 started. So, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Nightwing and Oracle, number two. Great cover. Uh, Bruce has, oh, sorry, Bruce. Dick has um, Babs in his arms. She's wearing a wedding dress, and he looks like he's wearing some a suit. So says the fairy tale starring Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon tries to survive one more night in a brutal attack by Flashpoint Hawkman and Hawkwoman. And we'll be talking more about those two today when we talk about Future's End. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we have. Superman number two. Written by Dan Jurgen. Um, uh, Lee Weeks does the uh, cover, and Dan Jurgens and Norm Ratman are doing the interior art. Um, there's a variant cover designed by Chip Kid too. So all you Chip Kid fans, um, get ready. Um, this comes out May 6th. Flashpoint Kal El, because remember he's not Clark, um, has kidnapped Lois while she's in labor. Will Superman reach them in time, or will Flashpoint Batman have to deliver the Man of Steel's only child? Now, if you remember, the Flashpoint Batman was Thomas Wayne, a physician, whose wife became the Joker. <laughs> it was like that was a good that was a good read. 
It was, uh, I believe that's Brian Azzarella's work. Yes, it was Brian's work. Um, great concept, uh, great twisting of that mythos for Flashpoint. And um, so it's interesting that Flashpoint Kellogg, he wasn't a bad guy, but, you know, he lost his Lois uh, early on. And, you know, we all... All the Clovis fans were like, yeah, Clark needs his Lois, you know. And so, you know, it's kind of like the Superman and Injustice. He'll, he'll go steal an alternate Lois, you know, just so he can have a Lois, which, you know, the alternate Superman was like, I don't think so, dude. Um, and so I think it's interesting. Flashpoint Kal-El has kidnapped Lois. Now, this is pre-52 Lois when... She and Clark are married. She's pregnant. She's going to have Clark's baby. Um, but it's interesting they, or will Flashpoint Batman have to deliver the Man of Steel's only child? Well, said only child? He could have more kids if Lois lives. Hello? Uh, I don't think, I wouldn't know why she wouldn't live. Because, you know, I'm not of the belief, and uh, we've been over this last week, you know, of uh, that they can't have children. You know, it's like there's so many ways for them to have kids. It's not even funny. Um, but it's interesting that Flashpoint Kal-El, who has lost his Lois, has kidnapped the Lois. Um, I'm sure Lois will have lots to say to him as well. Um, Let's see. Oh, anything interesting that's catching my eye here? Um, now, Superman the Man of Steel convergence um, is being written by Wheezy Simonson. Oh, there's uh, Tej. Okay, hold on. Let me see if she's better. Hello, lady. Hello. Oops. Trying again. Hello. Hello. Tej. Are you on mute? I can't hear you. Taj. I don't know what's going on. Um, so anyway, um Louise Simonson is writing The Man of Steel. Um says uh Will Steel be forced to murder the Oh, there she's coming in a little bit. Hello? Taj? Um Steel will be forced to murder the Gen thirteen kids in cold blood. Oh, really? Are you there? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, okay. Hold on. I will put you on mute and just get my thingy for my mouth. What did you put? Mouthpiece. There you go. Okay. Um, But I'm here. Okay, great. Okay, great. Well, what other way is there for him to save Metropolis? So there's that dilemma. Um. What else we were going to look at? Superboy looks interesting. Superboy and Kingdom Come Superman face off over Metropolis, but can these two find a way to work together and save both their worlds? I don't know. Can they? Um, Adventures of Superman is being written by Marv Wolfman. Um, And yay, Marv! And let's see. Um, Starring heroes from Crisis on Infinite Earth. Guess who wrote Crisis on Infinite Earth? Marv Wolfman. 
Superman and Supergirl's journey through the Phantom Zone takes a tragic turn as one of the most devastating moments in DC's history is revealed. Supergirl can save herself, but only if she sacrifices Metropolis to the marauding intelligent apes from Kamundi's world. Okay. So a planet, uh, planet of the Earth thing going on there, I guess. Let's see. Hawkman. Um, starring heroes from Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yes. Hawkman, Hawkgirl, and Thanagarian shadowed agents set out to destroy the deadly bat people and rat people from the land of Kamundi. Kamundi's just bad news, apparently. Let's see what else we got here. Um, okay. We have a Justice League of America in Convergence, and also there will be a Justice League of America book after that. Um, witness the final stand of the Detroit Justice League, which used to be Justice League International, right? I think so. As they fight to survive against the Tangent Universe, that was a kind of screwed up universe, if I remember right. It wasn't Clark Kent. It was something dent. I'm not sure. Um, let's see. Wonder Woman. Diana Prince gets blood on her jumpsuit. She takes on the vampire versions of the Joker and the rest of the Red Rain ghouls. Now, there is going to be, in the multiverse, a planet of vampires. So I don't know why they can't just use Wonder Woman have her own story, but apparently that will be the introduction to that that universe. Um, in Action Comics, it stars... Um, will Superman and Power Girl meet their demise at the hands of Red Sun Wonder Woman? I think they can kick her butt. That's all I'm saying. Um, let's see. Justice Society of America. And there will be an Earth 2 Society book after Convergence. Um, the original Justice Society is powered up and ready to fight the weaponers of Q-Word. But with youth and power comes the ultimate cost. That's being written by Dan Abnett. Um, And World's Finest Comics by Paul Levitz. We have uh, Cartoonist Scribbly Gibbet Chronicles the Battle of the Reformed Seven Soldiers of Victory Against the Q-Ward Invasion in the Most Unusual Story in All of Convergence. I'd be saying something. Uh, Note. Topless Robot currently has a Convergence Batgirl number two cover in place of what should be Booster Gold number two cover. So they bring out these. Oh, she's back. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me now? Hello. Much better. (laughs) I'm just going down through Convergence. I haven't haven't given them a big announcement yet about that. I'll let you do that since you guys Uh, are back. My Wi-Fi kicked me out. The damn thing. Um, ah, bah humbug. What, what? Okay. What's happening? <laughs> okay. I was just going through the convergent um, solicits because right. I was like, how do I fill five minutes? Uh, oh, okay. But. Okay, so, so sorry. We, we got it. That's okay. It's your problem. No, that's no problem. Um, we got an announcement this week about the fate. Of the new 52. Take it away, Tej. No, the new 52 has been demolished. It's eradicated. It's gone. We can say sayonara to that sucker. 
Well, swat them. Hmm? Well, wait yeah, a minute. No. Okay. No, that's that's what, how it was, right? The year 52 is gone. It's gone. It's out of here. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> the branding like, is gone. Yeah, and then I'm like, what? Sort of? Sort of what? Oh, oh. And and people on my timeline, but I was doing, I was reading schoolwork, <laughs> and then I looked at my timeline because I, it's going crazy. Yeah. And, um, and then I'm like, the new 52 is gone? What? What? I almost fell off my bed. I was like running to my my iPad to see what was happening. And then I read the article and I'm like, oh, right. um, I have found effects in my own life. Um, and so basically what's happening is they're taking the new 52 logo, panel, and they're taking it off the comics. Oh, darn. It's, it's a, they're still going to keep current continuity. Yeah. Um, such as it is. Such as it is, you know. Well, we got to keep Batman, so, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think Scott Snyder went in there, and he said, no, this ain't going down. I'm keeping my Batman. I spent, like, four years building this guy up. I'm not, I'm not, getting rid of him, right? And um, so, unfortunately, unless we have a Bobby walking out of the shower situation, which, as I explained in previous shows, doesn't affect anybody else's continuity. Right. Just Superman. Right. um, It doesn't even affect Wonder Woman's continuity. Um, And the thing is, unless we have a situation like that, Unfortunately, they're going to be scarred for life with the new 52 continuity of Justice League 12, August 22nd, 2012. Yes, the big announcement. Yeah, well, you know, you know what? In what? the long run, I I've had this personal feeling. I don't care if they keep it in continuity because if it's labeled as a mistake in his life. Right. In a, as a mistake in and and he's learned from that. I have no problem because then, then you can't go back. Once you've learned from your mistake, you can't go back and say, "Oh well, gee, golly gosh, you know, I wonder if this happened, you know." Right. And so the four dancers can't get their way again. And so no. in a way, in a I, way, I call it a blessing in disguise. That um, yes, they've done this. Yes, this has happened, but it's the mistake so he can move on so that we don't get situations like a thousand years. You know, some men action comics a thousand years. Or you don't get, you know, you, you don't get that, that head-butting, that, that what if, that there's the sexual tension that everybody can see. And I'm like, wait, you know. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I don't so, think... Okay, here's, here's my thing. Every day when I'm down, every day when I'm down, I read the four answers to see what delusional world they're in. Because I'm like, <laughs> hey, I need some of those drugs. Because, <laughs> well, anyway, they're in denial. Okay, here's my thing. I don't think they're going to do that to Superman. They've already punished him enough. I think they're definitely going to go with a. I think they're going to go with a hoax. That that the four man. No, no, I know. I, I'm not expecting it, but I think it would be very clever if they did, and if they want to steal that, fine. But I think they're leaving us enough clues. I mean, I put up 
uh, even in Lobdell's run, it was like, where is that story? You know, Lois refers to his bed as the mattress of solitude, and he says, well, that's the way you left it. And I'm exactly. like, where's where's that story? You know, and Lois had a um, headline of My Night with Superman. And I'm like, where's mm-hmm. that story? You know, it's all in the freaking five-year gap. So I'm thinking, okay, if they were just going to do a Superman-Wonder Woman thing, the first year out, la, 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 which they didn't. It wasn't even the first year of the of the New 52. It was in mm-hmm. five years later. So there's this huge right. gap. So so I don't think they're going to besmirch either of these icons. They can't. They can't do that to these icons. I mean, it makes them look like complete stoops. So I think what they're going to do is we had to we had to go through this farce for for the world and for dark side. Um and Unfortunately, you have to put Superman and Clark and Lois fans through this crap. Um, so I don't think they're. I, so they'll declare it, you know. Oh well, we had to do this, to, you know, because Darkseid would have attacked Lois and la la la, you know. Whatever, okay. You didn't have to screw up my life for three and a half years, did you? Apparently so, and you know. Mm. So I I don't think they're going to do that to the characters. I mean, I, I called it like August 22nd, August 23rd. You can't do that to these characters. They're icons, and there's people who love and adore these people, and you have just shit on them. Because you're like, well, we're just going to try this for a little while. Like, you have no inkling of what these icons are or what they mean to people. They could care. It was like, it was so lazy. Well, you know, we got Match.com. Well, I'm glad you spent the money. But too bad, so sad. You could have called me up and I would have told you. Right. You know, I would have looked at my crystal ball and said, the future is foggy here. (laughs) I'd be like, are you out of your minds? You're rebooting the entire universe because Superman's, Issues are in the toilet, but you're going to keep him a battling alien, which he was pre-52. Wonk anybody? You're you're going to kick kick Lois to the curb, and you're going to uh, make him date Wonder Woman after a five-year gap of story that ha- well, could have had character development, foundation for his world, all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that Batman got to keep. Mm. And then you tie him to the Justice League story. Justice League should never be a flagship. I mean, come on. It's not even making 70000 now. Oh, wow. Everybody's has, it so dropped that, has it dropped that low? Yes. Wow. It's their number two book. You know, Batman, you know. But action and action has lost. You know, like 114,000 people have walked away. I mean, they basically shot themselves in the foot and then shot themselves in the head. 
<laughs> and I don't see them doing anything to bring those people back. I had a question on Tumblr. It was a private question. But they wanted to know, oh, did Clark dump Lois? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought, oh, my gosh, how can I explain, explain this insanity? First of all, I have to explain the timeline and why there's a five-year gap. So I just referred them to the hoax article. And I don't know if that's going to be sufficient or not. But And if I, they have other questions, I'll be happy to answer them. But it, and I just can't do it in, like, what, 100 words or less. Because it's just insane. People are like, you know, when we went to Baltimore Con, we were wearing our Lois bombshell shirt. And guys would come up and go, well, why aren't Clark and Lois together? And we're like, ask DC Comics. Ask Jim Lee. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I still go with the hoax. I mean, somebody has to pull this rabbit out of the hat or pull something out of their butt. You know. No, no, we don't want we don't want anything from the butts because it, it's not good. We want we want well, the rabbit from the hat. It, <laughs> it's like people who smuggle cocaine into the country. You know, they got all those balloons in their butt. <laughs> That's what the new fifty two is. It's the best metaphor ever. <laughs> so yeah, I. So when and you know what the new fifty two anyway was it became a slur against DC Comics. We're like, well, it is the new 52. Mm. And it's not just us. It's big IGN, uh, Comic Vine. All these people are like, well, that's what you expect from the new 52. So um, I think DC did a bit of uh, brand uh, imaging and they were like, okay, if we're going to go back to basics, if we're going to do something different. We're going to get comics, you know, sold because Marvel, you know, I hate doing the Marvel DC comparisons, but Marvel is their competitor, right? Right. They're, they're the next big name. If you look at Marvel, they just sold a million copies of Star Wars. Well, it's Star Wars for one, and why didn't or, or DC close get to, something big like that? Right, right. But then if you look at the next comic, it's Amazing Spider-Man. And right. that is selling that is selling 150,000 comics. And, right. you know, people aren't happy with the Spider-Man line, but they're still buying it because it's not as... This is what people tell me. I'd rather read Marvel with all its kinks than read DC with all its bullshit. So... True. And... You know, the fact of the matter is, I'm now buying Marvel. I've never bought Marvel comics in my life, and <laughs> I bought a Marvel comic because I was like, well, let me see. And you know what? Hats mm-hmm. off to Marvel. I'm enjoying their comics. There you right. go. My comic, my comic of the week, if I had to pick, would not be a DC comic, even though it has Superman and Lois Lane in it. Um, my comic of the week is actually Thor which has an, a lady Thor now, because what they do in their comics, they not only tell a story, mm-hmm. they not only have comedy, romance, adventure, all of those genres put into one mystery, right? Oh, I'm surprised. Mystery. Yeah. They also 
They also tackle, they tackle to the point where it doesn't become preachy. They tackle right. the issues that the fans, that the the fan, the dude bro fans have put out. They basically in in two pages they tell the dude bros, well you sit down because listen here this comic is selling, and this is what we're doing. So you sit down, you keep quiet, and you take your little issues and you go and play it with them in the corner because we're not making comics for you, the haters of the world. We're making comics for the people, for the girls, for guys, for whoever because you can read Thor. If you're a girl, if you're a guy, if you're a whatever, you know, right. it's it's got something for teens, it's got something for adults, it's a really good comic. So, yeah, Marvel is taking, you know, all the, the negative energy and they're saying, well, here's your negative energy and pop, there we go. If you don't like the comic, get out we, because we don't need you. And they're doing it to the bad fans, not the good ones. Right? You know, you get those really horrible people in the forums, and you get the really bad foeman fans and stuff like that, that tag, um, you know, searches for hate, so that when now when I Google Lois and Superman, a foeman's picture has to pop up in there somewhere because they put Lois Lane in the tag. I don't know why. Right. And, you know, that. Marvel is tackling those fans and they're saying, we don't need you. We want the fans that actually care about these characters. And hats off to Marvel. You know, when I was reading this comic, I was like, thank you. Because I wanted to take this and shove it in the phone and say, you don't matter. But, you know, DC, um, unfortunately, is catering to the, the haters for their water cooler chatter. Yeah. How's that? How's that water cooler chatter? Oh, we got numbers as well this week. Oh, that's right. Do you want to tell them the lovely numbers, Holly? You, you, I'm you can. I'll up. give you. Where yes, are they? Oh. Where are they? <laughs> yes. Um. Um. The numbers were exceptionally beautiful this week. Really? <laughs> oh yes. For, for me, it was <laughs> because I have like this little. Uh, formula going where I can tell from the digital where the romance is going to end up. And I was right. way off. But I was way off in even more negative territories. I was like, happy. Yeah. I was like, they came down like, a lot Wee. this month. I was like, wee! Look at it. Okay. Let's go over the numbers. Batman only lost 3,000 this month. Or in de- um, yeah, in January. Okay, oh, um, they can handle. They can handle three thousand. Yeah, it's it's one hundred and ten, two hundred and thirty-two for the month of January. So it didn't make the number one because you had Star Wars and Spider <laughs> ahead of it, right? Yep. Star Wars was. Wait for this. Don't like seeing people. It was nine hundred and eighty thousand. Yep. And you know they so, ran over. Oh yeah, definitely because they went into like a fifth printing. They're like, we don't, we can't print this book fast enough. Go get your digital oh. copy. Did you read where Superman thirty eight, which was late, uh, went into a second printing? Yes, I heard that. I was like, why? 
but you only played it was, twelve. No, it was it was doing pretty well um, on digital as well. It was competing okay. with injustice. I mean, I don't get it. Well, I'm going to make him more so Clark Kent, and then you give him a superpower. What the hey? And then he tells Jimmy his secret. I'm like, what? So are they going to kill New 52 Superman, or are they going to kill Jimmy? Uh, you know what? If Jimmy gets axed, I'd be like, I still eat my cabbage at the end of the day. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, Jimmy's gone. Okay. Oh, well, too bad. Um... So, Justice League was only sixty eight nine eighty nine, which is less than seventy thousand. It Ooh, also okay. lost it lost thirty one hundred in January. There was uh uh let's see. Then the third well the ones that I keep track of that have always mostly been in the top ten D C comics. Detective went down thirty six point five thousand. It went down at 51, 301. Okay. Superman, there wasn't any Superman issue in January because it was late. Batman and Robin basically is 51,000. It went down 25.500. Batgirl went up 36. Mm. Yay! Uh, Batman Superman went down pretty daggone close to 3,000. It's down to 41,750. That was mm-hmm. their better selling, one of their better selling books. And it, it's heading for the 40,000 mark. Um, even though it has Lois Lane in it. But, uh, but the reason why it's heading, because the story is like iffy. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, oh. Well, it is a mystery. I mean, you got this mysterious villain, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think people are like, okay, let me know when they're really going to fix everything. You know, it's Mm -hmm. only one book. Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, poor Wonder Woman. Down (sighs) 4,700. It was down... 10.65% 10.65% from December. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of books. She's also down... Hold on, let me make sure this is Wonder Woman. No, I'm sorry. She's. I'm sorry, I apologize. I was looking at Green Lantern. Uh, she's, so she's She's below 40,000. She's at 40,000. 39.669. She's down 3,400. And she is down... Seven point eight nine from um, December. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the foamants. It's been <laughs> dropping steadily, but this month, January, it took a major turn for the worst. It used to be like down thirty eight hundred. Well, another five hundred people left. Uh, it was down forty three fifty four from December. It is thirty six eight seven seven, which is below forty thousand. Um, it was down ten point five six from December, and um, it's not doing too great. Yeah. And, and here's the worst. This is a, this is a sacrilege, 
you know, I think everybody should be fired over this one. Not Greg Pack. Fired. No, no, they should be um, blindfolded and put for the shooting range. Okay. I mean, blindfolded, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, they should, like, be shot in the balls. Okay. Action (laughs) is down to 35,000. It had a drop of 4,150 from December. It is was down 10.6% from December. 10.6%. <laughs> and it is down, get this number, 118,837 since its number two issue. Not number one, number two issue. Yeah. I don't do number ones because they're always an anomaly, but from its yeah. number two, New issue, it's 118,837 orders down. It is, of all the ones, the 23 books that I take looks at every month, it is the largest loss since it's number two, 77.24%. That's three-fourths of the people that were buying Action Comics in October of 2011 are gone. Yeah, how's Lana Lang working out for you? Okay. This is how bad it is. Last month it was only 114,687 down, and now it's another eh, 4,000, well, 4,200 about. Mm-hmm. When are they going to fix that? This is this these are wonk numbers. This is the reason they rebooted the freaking universe in the first place. Because Superman couldn't get off his butt because he's battling alien all the time and he left his wife and he left his mother. He left the Daily Planet, he left Clark Kent, he even left Superman. Mm-hmm. L. And it didn't sell then, and why they ever thought it would sell in the new fifty two, I'll never know. And that's why Morrison never got out of the past, because he could still write Clark Kent and and Superman in jeans. And, you know, he got his Kryptonian armor, but then, you know, that's been screwed with for how many, you know, now he's got a new suit, because Alfred and Batman designed it. Mm. Whatevs. I hope they kill him. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no. Uh, at this point, at this point, we we still don't have Superman, even though we've seen glimmers. So you rather just kill him, you know? Because it's only yeah, it's, I mean, it's torturing us, you know. You His know, girlfriend doesn't care. Oh heck no! As long as she gets to snog every once in a while, boss him around. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Hold on. Um. So, I mean, you know, action is down worse than Green Lantern. And they canceled all the Green Lantern books. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It's worse than that. But they can't... Okay, here's the dealio. They can't cancel action. But they certainly shouldn't allow it to go to these depths. Right. Just because you can't cancel action comics or you won't be canceling action comics because you want to save face, 
um, doesn't mean you should allow it to be bottom of the barrel scraper. Right. Right. You shouldn't. Action comics should never, in my mind, should never fall below fifty thousand. Right. And I don't care what people say. If you get somebody who can write Superman, people will buy the book. And I'm not talking about New 52 Superman. I'm talking about traditional Superman that everybody likes. You know, um, the guy who will save the world. You know, not this New 52 guy where you're like, is he going to super flare me? Is he going to heat vision me? I don't know what he is. Is he going to save me? Is he going to drop the bridge and, and go and snuggle his girlfriend? I don't know what he's going to do. You know, because that is the new 52 Superman. You don't know what he's going to do. And you don't know who he is, so who cares? Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not just us. Clearly, from the numbers, what we've been preaching for going on, you know, three years now, mm-hmm. what we've been preaching and preaching and, 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 and screaming at DC Comics the numbers are showing it, so I don't know why DC Comics still... You know, I keep seeing these tweets with, between Greg Pack and Peter Tomasi and, and the new guy, and they're like, we're doing so much stuff for Superman. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do... In June. Yeah, in June. Right? I'm like, you don't have to do too much of stuff, just fix him. Right? Don't plan these massive storylines and these the big massive for him. Woo! You know what? Prove it. Right. Don't you know, tell me the crap. Yeah, they're probably going to come up with another doomed. Oh, oh wow! What, what did that do to Superman? It doomed him. Literally. Superman was New Fifty Two. Superman was already doomed from the re, the editorial retreat in two thousand ten. Right. And they had another one this year. Well, they had one in 2013. It was in North Carolina. And they said, oh, once it's been green-lighted, it won't be changed. Yeah, that lasts a month. (laughs) And then they had people leaving. Right, right. And then they couldn't find anybody to write the foment. Right, because nobody wanted to tarnish their name with that nonsense. Yeah, not even Lobdell, I think. Right, and the thing is, even if you look at now Charles Soul, he's like, I've written Superman, and I've written Wonder Woman, and I've written Batman, and I'm like, where did you write Batman? Oh, that one issue, you wrote Batman, okay. Oh, wow. And but he doesn't put it together. He doesn't say I've written Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, for thirteen issues or twelve issues or whatever. But no, no, because he's embarrassed by it. Well, it's more like editorial. I ended up writing it after he got done because you know, I don't think he could give editorial what they wanted it. Yeah. But the idea sucks. Yes, and the idea. I discovered this weekend for the Fomans came from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, let's go for it. Yes. Oh, my God. I sat through this movie. And well, you won tickets, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> so I had to go 
stand because they have my name. So I was like, I just want them to ban me. <laughs> Send them off something. And anyway, um, so I'm sitting down and watching this movie. And I, you know what? I was curious because the adverts keep saying it's this worldwide. It's sort of like the new 52 Justice League 12 issue. You know, yeah. it, was, it was all over the news. It was all over, you know, on the videos and stuff like that. It was everywhere on my timeline, on my Facebook channel, whatever. It was everywhere. So I'm like, well, I want to see. I knew what it was about, but I wanted to see what's the appeal of it. The same reason I bought Justice League 12, because I wanted to you see. You bought it? Oh, unfortunately, yes. I had a subscription going, so I didn't cancel it in time. You know the, the oh. digital you, oh. the digital you have a subscription, and I forgot right. about it. And I was like, oh, shucks, the thing got bought. Well, let me read it, you know. Um, and it was the ending of that one arc, that the Graves arc, you know. Um, so anyway. It's like they've ever done anything with that since. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic, whole other topic. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm sitting there now in the cinema full of people, mm-hmm. right? These shows are sold out, sort of like Justice League 12, you know, big hype, oh. people buying this book. And um, I'm watching it, and as I'm watching it, I'm not the only person reacting this way, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's it's on the surface a quote on it's. A, in inverted commas, love story, right? But as you as you dig into it, you find out no, no, it's not. It's it's a story about um, one person mm-hmm. being to quote Christian Grey, Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. And I'm thinking, hmm, okay, who does that remind me of? And then there's another person, the naive country girl, right? who's right. like, she's from Georgia, right? And, you know, she's like, well, my love can change him, can save <gasps> him. And, and he's like, no, you are my property. You are mine. I own you now once you sign this contract. Yes, that relationship has a contract. <laughs> and I don't... And I don't do romance. I don't open myself up to anyone. And I'm sitting there and I'm eating my popcorn. I'm thinking, holy crap, this is Superman and Wonder Woman. <laughs> but, uh, and the thing hits me like a wave. And I'm just, as I'm watching the movie, all mm-hmm. these panels from the comic are going through my mind. And I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, oh, oh, that's like a direct line that they used. Because he tells her, um, basically this guy comes in and he tries to kiss a drunk Anna who's, um, you know, incapacitated at the time. Tell me if this reminds you of anything, right? And so he comes in and he's forceful and he pushes him when she says, and he says, she's mine. Don't touch her. Don't come near her. And she's like, oh, oh Christian where should I go now? And I'm like, the hell? <gasps> this is the Zod and Fiora fight. Yeah, it is. Where do you want me to be? 
where do you want me to be? And then he takes her away and he, he takes her to the hotel and stuff. But anyway, I was like, I was like gasping in the cinema and people were like, why is she gasp like other? <gasps> and, you know, and people were like, you know, it's not, this one lady looked at me like, it's not that dramatic. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't understand. <laughs> and I read um, this in a comic book. I read this in a comic book. It's been ruining my life. Um, and so I could possibly, you know, if I was like off my mind or something, if I read the book, I could probably put a panel for panel comparison. Right. Off, off these, um, off this relationship, and the thing is, he's all for show as well. Right. But, but in secret, in the confines of his, the thing, he abuses her. He doesn't listen mm-hmm. to her. He, right. um, it, listen. It is not love. It is abuse. I've watched yeah. the movie now, and I can safely say, you know, because I was not, I was not prepared to read the, the book. Um, and I can safely say it is pure abuse because he does not yeah. listen to her. He does what he wants, uh, when he wants it, how he wants to do it, and she has to abide by everything that he does. And that is not a, you know, mutual relationship of trust or anything. It's one person dominating over the other. And that's what, right. that's, what we've been, that's what we've been having with, with the phone end. So I was like, <gasps> in, in the cinema, you know, people thought I was like having a heart attack or something. In there. And, um, but yeah, most of the people walked out. They hadn't read the book. Most of the right. people walked out disgusted. Some, some people left halfway through the movie. Um, one person was clearly upset. Mm-hmm. One girl went, ran out crying. So I was like, okay, you know, but I saw it through. I was yeah. like, like hold, I was holding on for that credit. I was like, when are you going to end? When are you going to end? Oh, my goodness. And I will not be seeing the next one, the one after that. Um, I guess it gets yeah. worse because she goes back to him after she... Uh, no, no. He forces himself upon her. Oh, um, he rapes her. He, no, not not so not much. Well, uh, yes, well, sort of. But he, she leaves him, and she says she wants nothing to do with him. I I Wikipedia this. I did not read the book, people. Um, I didn't read the books either, and I heard they were badly written. <laughs> and oh, very, I bad, very tell, badly written. From what I could tell, it gives BDSM a bad name, and it's BDSM. I mean, right, right. It, it, it does. It the thing about if you're a good writer. You can write BDSM, and it's erotic as hell because both the participants in that, you empower both of them. No matter who's the submissive, they still have power. And when BDSM is written correctly, that's what makes it erotic as hell because you realize the submissive still has power. Mm -hmm. Where I think from what I've heard and what I've read when the book when the fan fiction you know when they became a book everybody's like yeah you know yeah oh because it's got sex in it yeah but it's 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 abusive it's not doms do not abuse their subs 
Yes, it's it's supposed to be consensual. Yes. And, and yeah, yeah, it's not because after she says, you know what, I'm done, I'm leaving, he then goes and buys the entire company that she works for and oh. he just he just keeps inserting himself into her life and he doesn't let her be. He's psychotic. Exactly, exactly. So and, one and, would describe Wonder Woman in New 52. But, I mean, that gives Doms a bad name. Doms aren't it's, necessarily psychotic. They, they're, you know, they, they're not. Right. I wrote, and, okay, have you ever read My Destined? No. Oh, okay. Well, I've got to see. I've got. I eventually after. after you were supposed something. to send me a link. You were supposed to send oh, me a link. I, all your I will do yeah, that. Keep um, forgetting. But <laughs> I brought I brought bats and cats into it, and um, that is basically a, you know, because at one point Catwoman was a dominatrix, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, um. She's dominant at some points, and he's sub at some points. And it's a nice power switch. It's kind of different for him because he's always been a dominant person. But then he realizes that he's actually submitting to her. So it's it's kind of cool. And if you write it right, you know, it's erotic as hell. So are you still there? Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm just eating. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I heard a click, and I thought, oh, no, I've lost her. No, no, um, that was me I'll have to, I'll have to send you a link. And I have people who are like, are you going to finish it? I need to finish it. I really do. But I, this next thing, I'm not quite sure how to do it, but I think I will. Um, I think I quit. I was, I was writing it along with Smallville, and I think I got, oh, yeah, and then season seven happened. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> And I got waylaid with other stories because uh, I had to fix season seven. But, yeah, I mean, if you write BDSM correctly, it can be very erotic. It could be everybody wins. Mm. But it sounds like this, she loses because he's mm. nuts. Yes, definitely. And, you know, it, it's him forcing this world upon her. Right. She doesn't. She doesn't want it. Sort of like Wonder Woman forcing, you know, the let's be superheroes twenty four seven world upon Superman. Right. Right. And he doesn't. She's like, you know, let's get rid of Clark Kent. And he's like, no, I need Clark Kent. And so, in conclusion, I just wanted to say, you know, when they came out with um, the Fomance, it was all about. They wanted to get the Twilight um, That's what they people. said, but that's not what they... Not, no, that was afterthought, yeah. I think. But, but but it makes sense if they're using a bad Twilight fan fiction as to why it's a bad story. Because Fifty Shades is a Twilight fan fiction. So it makes perfect sense if they're basing... You know, if Superman Wonder Woman is a fan fiction of Twilight... Mm-hmm. It's just it was just like clicking in my head. I was like, okay, all right. I see where you went, DC. I see where you went. Well, here's the thing. Okay, if you take 
say, okay, let's say the Fomance is Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm sure all the Fomance are like, oh, yes, oh, yeah, No. Because it's bad. It's just bad. Okay. It's bad BDSM. And it's, and, and no BDSM would, fan would ever read it and go, oh, thumbs up. No. They'd be going, this is crap. If you take that, if the Fomance is, is uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which is very poorly represented BDSM, it's not even good erotica, it's abuse, then the Clark and Lois relationship is good BDSM. <laughs> because, because, okay, okay, Lois, when you have Lois and you have Clark and super, you know, Clark, Lois is the dominant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clark submits to her. In a good way. Yes. And and it's a well-balanced thing, you know. At the same time, they're equals. And it's very consensual because Lois has a very dominant personality. She's very outgoing. She doesn't care what anybody else thinks, you know. Where Clark has to submit to certain things because of his secret keeping. He can't be out front. That's why we always say Clark has to catch up with Lois because Lois goes. She moves forward. Clark has to catch up with her. He doesn't get in front of her to clear the way, okay? She clears Mm -hmm. the way from him, okay? Mm -hmm. And that works because he is Superman. And he has to protect that other, the dual identity, okay? So... Clark and Lois, it's good erotica, it's good BDSM, in the sense that Lois is dominant, Clark submits to her. Now, a lot of people are going, no, that doesn't make sense because he's Superman. No, it's 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 about the whole... One is abusive control. That would be the foment. The other mm-hmm. is about the sharing of control as each situation arises, okay? I'm sure there are times where Lois submits to him, but personality-wise, Lois has a dominant personality. Clark submits to that personality because she's a good um, shield for him. You know, if something happens, say, at the Daily Planet, and he's, you know, he's just livid about it, but Lois is already on it. She's already screaming at whatever it is, the injustice. <laughs> Clark lets her go because he can, he he can live, you know, vicariously through her and know. Okay, I'm not alone on this. Lois is, you know, she's Joan of Arc. Okay, as Superman, he can he can vent sometimes, but you know, Clark doesn't really vent. Um, well, at least he never used to. Um, but he does. He can make the points that he needs to make. Now he has to walk a fine line because, you know, if he says too much as Superman, then people may perceive that as him trying to take control of the world. Okay, and that's the other reason why Clark is the submissive. Is because he doesn't want to take over the world. He doesn't want that control. Because mm-hmm. quite frankly, who wants that headache? So. You know, people are going to be people. People are going to make their own choices, and people are going to do what they do. And there's no way that you could have enough strings 
to be the puppet master to control all that. And, you know, and I think Clark's relieved that he doesn't have to play that at all. He doesn't want that job. You know, how much, how many times have writers tried to foist that job on I mean, look at Injustice. What has it done for him as a character? Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It has done nothing for him as a character. Not I, not the character of Superman at any rate. So Clark is the submissive in that relationship. Lois is the dominant one. But it's a shared consent because she is who she, she is and he's who he is and they mix well. It works. It's a balance. And Basically, when you write BDSM, you have to have that balance. Because if it goes wonky, then you have abuse. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's happened with Fifty Shades of Grey. And, you know, you're you're obviously comparing it to a fomance. You just saw the movie. I didn't. And a lot of times, and, and some of times we would review it, we'd say, that's abusive. What is she doing? You know, basically, she puts down his personality. You know, I don't understand why you're Clark Kent. Oh, you're going to go be Clark Kent now? You know, that's abuse. That's not accepting him who for who he is. Lois doesn't do right. that. You know, she's like, oh, it's Clark, you know. It's, you know, what he does. You know. And, and you know, people say, oh, well, he's Superman. Why would he submit? Um Nothing is more manly than a man who is comfortable in his own yep. sexual needs, in his own um, personality to submit to a woman. Right. It's the guys. It's the guys that are you know conscious of everything that have to enforce and dominate over, and then that's when it becomes abusive. Well, and that's what, and that's what we have with Wonder Woman. She's not comfortable yeah. with who she is. See, right? What people don't understand about BDSM, the physical is a minor part of it. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mind, right? And the control, okay? And trust, subs trust their doms. Exactly. Otherwise, it's abuse. And doms have to be trustworthy. Okay, it's a game they play, and if the doms start cheating and start becoming abusive, then the game's over. Right. So, you can really, I mean, you know, with, you know, Superman... Okay, here's yeah. I, mean, I don't know how many fan fictions I've read. Clark submits to Lois. Okay, they go through the act of tying him up. You know, with neckties or socks or rope or whatever. You know, he can break away, but he likes the game with Lois because he submits to Lois. Mm, she gets like to dominate. Yeah, so she gets to dominate him. And, you know, how often does he get to do that, be physically dominated? And and then you're going to hear people say, well, Wonder Woman could definitely dominate him. Yeah, but that would be (laughs) abuse. Right, because Because he's enforcing it on him. Right. Lois 
uses her mind, okay? It's a game they play. He knows she's not physically capable of dominating to him, but he submits to her in a physical way. And she she um, knows that she has complete control because he allows her. Because, you know, it's the game that they play. Right. He, you know, I, I, you know, Lois could submit to Clark, okay, and I could just see him tying her up so she could get loose if she wanted to. But if it's a consensual thing, you know, he, you know, you know, he could dominate her if he wanted to. But they don't usually play it like that, and it's not as erotic, I don't think. But to have Clark be dominated by Lois is a lot more erotic because you're sitting there going, there's Superman. He's allowing this human being to dominate him physically, you know. And that's cool. Because, you know, you know, she can't rape him. You know, unless she got out the kryptonite or, you know, had got voodoo or something. But but, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's more erotic and it's more consensual. Now Superman and Wonder Woman could go at it and bang each other all day, all night, flying around under the or you know under underwater up, you know during a battle while he's holding up a bridge. Yeah, I suppose they could get it on. Whatever. That's boring as hell. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, to get himself out of the situation in in Superman and Wonder Woman, all he needs to do is just drop the pants and wank it off, you know, um, because that's how powerful it is. It's missile. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know where these people get the stuff from. It's like, I want to know, I just want to know what drugs they on, because, or what world of delusion they live on, because it seems like a really, really tight, tidy, wadi world there, you know, um, <laughs> well, you know, but, I, I, you thing, know, people are thing, people, they're going to do whatever they want, so... You know, another thing is we always say Clark Kent is the girl in the relationship. Yep. Lois is the guy with the pants, you know. Um, but more than that, more than that, um, I think it's a two-way road. She yep. dominates him, um, but he also dominates her emotionally, I think. And I don't mean this like he is so open Wrong. with his emotions. Right. Right, he is so yeah. open, and and she's always been, especially the new um, origins of her, where she's an army brat. You know, she has to, she she's not allowed to wear her, her heart in her sleeve. You know, right. she, she's she's always tried to live up to the 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 soldier boy that her father wanted. Right. So she's she's always this tough as nails sort of person, and Clark is just like, I want to love every, and here's my emotions, Lois. Here they are, you know, and that's the thing why he goes after her, not the yeah. other way around. Right. It's because he's like previously in pre fifty two, Clark was like, oh no, you know. Um, one of my favorite lines from John Burns' Man of Steel is, you know, my life is is not complete without a woman like Lois. And as soon as I get back to Metropolis, I'm gonna do something about them. Right, and that's right. that's the the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties clock. 
is he chased after Lois. The same in in action comics number one. Yep. He chased after her. Okay. Yep. He was like, here's my emotions. La, 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 la. Here's my heart, Lois. And she's like, Clark, I have a expose on Lex Luthor to write. Hold on with you. Your flowers in your heart. One second. Uh, and, you know, I'll give you a break. Okay, Clark, I'll give you a break. Well, and the thing. If you show Superman's emotional journey, because his his story is very emotional in that he's an alien living amongst humans. He was raised humans. There's that inner conflict. And he has a huge heart, okay? So Mm -hmm. what happens when, you know, it's, it's all about, Can this character have a full life? Okay, he's got a dual life, but can he have a full Mm -hmm. life? Good storytellers will tell that journey about how he goes about getting a full life. Not being stuck in one of his lives, like a battling alien 24-7. And so... When you show how Clark can have a full life, that's when things start to get interesting. Because you can bring in all kinds of elements, especially Lois. Lois has a keen, you know, Lois works out of her brain first. Clark works out of his heart first, at least he used to before mm. the new 52. Um, you know, now we don't know who this guy is because, you know, he's being mind whammied all the time and all this kind of crap. And so, you know, we don't get to see Clark's heart, you know, because he's dating Wonder Woman. Um, so we're pretty much wondering who the hell this guy is and can we get rid of him. Um, so, oh, we'll just give him another superpower. That'll make sense. And we'll let him tell Jimmy. <laughs> His secret. Okay, fine. You guys really don't get to have a clue. I think Jeff Johns has a clue. I just don't know why they pulled this crap unless they're gonna like fix everything in this summer or this September. I think I think Jeff Johns threw his hands up and said, I ain't getting involved in this. No, he's still because, involved in it. Uh, well he as soon as this is over, he tucked tailed and ran away. He's like, I don't know what you people are doing with him. Well, because, I mean, we know Jeff Johns can write Superman because he's right. currently writing um, all every single aspect of Superman and Lois Lane love story mythology into Flash. I mean, come on. Did you just have... What's your, uh, do you have a name? Oh, you mean like Ralph or something? Like, I didn't even need Tumblr to point that out for me. I was like... They took this from Superman 1. Or Superman the movie, you know. Um, It's just point blank taking from Clovis. And the thing is, well, why wouldn't you want to copy the best romance in the world? Well, yeah. But it doesn't work for anybody. Yeah, for romances, you don't see Jeff Johns taking, you know, I'm lonely. Me too. Oh, that's so romantic, I could barf. Oh, so romantic! I threw the book. Well, I think disgust. we should be together. We should be together out of fear and loneliness and grief. How about that? Oh, that sounds wonderful. Let's kiss. Okay. <laughs> you eight? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, even eight-year-olds know 
I'm gonna get, I'm gonna kiss someone because I like her or him. But he's my girlfriend, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, this but is anyway. what I don't, you know. And he, okay, and because of the five year gap, because they've got that insurance policy, we don't know what the hell happened in the five year gap. So, and we don't get to see the five year gap. So we just think that Superman's been stumbling around for five years until he dates Wonder Woman. Really? He's known, we know he know, he's known Lois for those five years. Mm-hmm. I've been around Lois Lane for those five years. So he should be a little bit wise, a little bit heartfelt, a little bit more than what he is. So, But to keep him a battling alien instead of allowing him to be Clark tells me that, see, that's where I get, this is what, how the hoax works for me. Because why would he give up being Clark? Well, the only reason that I can think of to be giving up being Clark, besides you know, being Mister Majestic, is because he's trying to protect the people he loves, which he said in Justice League Twelve. So they're trying to make somebody, including the world, but somebody in particular, believe that he's just a bailing alien. Now, unfortunately, for DC readers, didn't buy it. They don't like him just being a battling alien. You're going to have to let him in on the cunning plan, okay? But they fully farted around for so long. I mean, they've even exasperated Jeff Johns. Look at him. I think the other thing maybe is that he's going to be writing, I think, Dark Side Wars. And he's already writing Justice League. So that's a big kettle of fish because he's got to pull off this big event now so far his big events have sucked for one reason or another i mean you know trinity war is it truly over you know forever evil where did that go now we have (laughs) oh they're in jail oh that's nice so The the best part of Forever Evil was the saga of Superwoman bad, uh, baby daddy, you know. Who is yeah. he? Who is he? I was at that point in time, I was like, I'm putting my money on the whole of Earth 3 because I don't know. I mean, they might like, as well have been on Montel Williams, for heaven's sake. I mean, it saved us all the trouble. Instead of this, oh, who's the daddy? He's the daddy. Well, put her on Montel Williams. He'll tell them. There's the daddy. You know, <laughs> I, Jerry Springer, whatever. You know, I, it's just stupid. And then, okay, but then they drop it. It's like Trinity War. Ooh, we have three entities. You know, it could be the Justice League versus Justice League Dark and Justice League International. Oh, but they canceled Justice League International. But they have this new Justice League of America. Oh, it could be the three Trinity of Evil. You know, la, 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 la. I don't think the question ever did get his own book. And then, oh, it could be, but it turned out to be Earth 3. Because right. something destroyed their world. Was it Dark Side? I'm assuming it's Dark Side. But no, because, you know what? We don't even know why they came to our Earth. Because uh, well, they say it's their world was destroyed, but uh, we have, like, no 
evidence of that. And then when you look at the multiverse guide, they're still there. Yeah. And you're like, and then you're like, okay, I'm so confused. You know. Well, and here's the other thing. Well, it's the same thing as Earth Two. I mean, Earth Two is supposedly destroyed. I don't think it was destroyed. Yeah, because it's coming back. Right. Spoilers. So, spoilers. You know, so here's, June. Here's what I think. It's coming back. Right. Well, here's what I think's going on. It's going to be dark side. We all know it. Who are we kidding? It's all going to be dark side. Dark side. Because they're going to have dark side wars. Hello. You know, it's going to be this dark side this and dark side that, you know. And then they're going to have to dig up Earth to Superman. And I'm not sure what Ultraman's going to do. Superwoman's having Lex Luthor. I mean, she's had his baby before. What changed? Uh-huh. So, you know... The only thing that's changed is Superman and Lois aren't together. Mm-hmm. All the all the great loves of the DCU, all the great romance of the DCU are gone. Now, with Future's End, they're starting to bring those back. I mean, we didn't see Bart and Mr. Miracle forever, and now they brought those back. Oh, yeah, we got Fury in the middle of that crap. Who cares? I mean, and how did Earth 2... Wonder Woman screw Steppenwolf and have Fury. Right. I want to see that story. We're, I mean, we were just told that. I mean, you know, oh, well, Fury is Steppenwolf and, and, and Wonder Woman. You know, it used to be Steve Trevor with her dad. Yeah, and so, I'm like, is Steve Trevor Steppenwolf now? Because that's no. just sad. What's the dealio? Well, and then, you know, the whole thing with, you know, Steve Trevor for six issues was going to get the last uh, save Diana, <laughs> la, 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 la. And when he gets come to his shining moment, we're like, go, Steve, go, save her. Batman knocks him out. Right. And I hated Batman for that. Cause I'm like, six, don't you have enough books? Months. Don't you have enough to do? Right. For six months, I had been more than that, right? But let's just, for the six books, we have been rooting for Steve Trevor. Yep. He he embodied every bit of hero, of manly man that you want. I mean, Steve Trevor was a hunk and a half in that movie. And in he was book. in love with Diana, and he was and, romantic. And he, exactly, and... exactly. He did it all for the love of Wonder Woman. And I'm like, you do not deserve this guy. You don't. This guy is. This guy is so hung up over her. He risked his life again and again and again and again and again. And you know they steal that moment of glory from him. And I was like, because when you're reading digitally, you only see the panel per panel, so you can't. You don't see the page. Right. Um, And I'm like, go, Steve. Go, go, go. Yes, Stevie. What? (laughs) Where'd Batman come from? We were ready to go touchdown, and the next thing you know, back Yeah, it was like in, interception. What? <laughs> okay. Oh, let's just take that for a second. I mean, Sterling killed on that book. And it was, I think Matt, who was it? Matt, somebody started to, was going to write it, and then Sterling wrote it. Mm-hmm. And, my, oh, Matt Kind. And the, okay. so all the covers were based on what Matt Kind was going to do, and then when Sterling went, went, did something different, which was probably what they wanted, uh, 
The covers never matched the story. I mean, they had Diane yeah. all over the covers, and she was never in the freaking issue. So, um, Sterling, I mean, just really made Steve Trevor the hero of the DC universe. Okay, we were rooting for Steve and everything, but just just take okay. I know I keep going back to this, but it, it pleases me and it gives me hope and joy. So, but let's just take the hoax, okay? <laughs> I don't think Steve knows. That it's a hoax. No, I don't. Okay. He's not in on it. I think Lois is in on it. Pretty damn sure Bats is. Mm-hmm. And Diana and Clark. Okay. I don't think anybody else is. Cyborg may be in the know because he's Cyborg and he's also got the apocalyptic tech and, you know, and that's what they're worried about. And that's why they're doing this whole farce. Unfortunately, they're losing readers over it. But, um... Because you got to let the readers know, too, guys. Aha! So, and that makes it, that gives it a whole other dimension, and, and I think it helps. But Super Batman's connection to Diana, which we haven't seen, I think is because he probably orchestrated the farce, I think. Um, if he didn't, maybe Lois did. And said, you know, maybe, you, you know, he's, you know, I can just see this conversation, Lois, like, well, why don't you date Wonder Woman and make everybody think you're dating Wonder Woman? And, you know, it's like, Lois, and just go do it. Okay. Um, but, you know, we basically right. five because, years, so we don't know. Because, because I just want to add in that Lois could have orchestrated it because she's confident enough in their love. Right. That she wouldn't be phased by the hoax. Right. Right. And um, the reason why... I also think Batman is in on it is because if you remember in the Fomance, um when they had their tiff, Batman got really angry. So he could have been like, well, you know, um, they're fighting now and they better not end this because then the whole thing goes up in smoke and Cyborg could be onto it. You know, anybody could be right. onto it. So. So I think also Batman is on in on it, but not Steve. Right. No, I don't think Steve they, they needed a they needed a pure reaction from Steve, you know, because they needed it to like hurt him because he was with Amanda Waller. It could could even be Amanda Waller who's trying to because if you remember she's been planning a or we don't know what happened to the storyline either a way right. to kill all the Justice League members. Exactly, or and if you're gonna use David Graves to do it. Right, so so it could be Amanda Waller, August, um, and Steve, because he's working with them, they need him to be an authentic reaction. Right, and Bats couldn't allow Steve to use the lasso of truth on Diana. But then he the truth, Because the truth would come out. Somebody would mm-hmm. find out the truth. So he had to knock Steve out. I'm telling you, I'm going with the hoax. I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm still going with the hoax. I you know what? You know what? As we puzzle this thing together, mm-hmm. I think it's making more sense. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, we could we could get the rug pulled out from out of us because DC is not the smart. Um, but I think, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm going with with fifty fifty hope and caution. Right. Um, but the more I read the comics, the more I look, the more I talk with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, probably yeah. a bad influence. 
Yeah, you're the very influence. Um, yeah, it's like hoax, you know. It's like we were going down this one road, and you know, it 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 could be this really great big fuss that they're even making for for the readers, you know, to get there, and then you know they could pull a switcheroo and a <gasps> moment, you know, dun dun dun, it was all a hoax. Oh, I would love, I would love, love to see the romance's face if that happened. And it's not because I'm mean. It's just because I've been hurt by this personally. So well, I I look at um, some of the things that are going on in the real world mm-hmm. and how they set up people's mindsets and do psyops on them, and you know, and it's a form of brainwashing. And um, if you don't. And it all has to do with quantum, quanta, you know. Mm-hmm. Basically, quanta is about relationships um, and how those relationships change and can change their, your reality. And like Lois, okay, the reason I love Lois so much is because of her her search for the truth and justice, Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you write a story, you really, and when you act, you have to get to the truth. Even even though it's a play, and even though it's, you have to get to the truth of the story. And basically, when they did the whole Dog and Pony show, and then we got Justice League 12, I became physically ill. I really did. It was it was more of a mental thing. I mean, I was zombified for a good four to five days. We're talking depression. And the reason... Oh, no. No, listen, same here. I was... Yeah. I mean, I I was so worried that... I mean, I was so bad that my mom and dad were like, no, we're going to the farm, we're going to, you know, going to the beach, and we're going to cheer you up, sort of thing. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> The world is ending. The world is ending. Well, and that's just it. It's because we see, we can look down the road and go, okay, so where are they going to go with that? And you know, the question was, what about Lois? I mean, everybody was asking that question, and Jim Lee like, it's not about Clark and Lois. It's about the DC Universe. And I'm like, screw the DC Universe and the horses. Rode in on I don't care. What are you going to do to these characters? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get to Diddy going, I don't like the word icon. Well, guess what? He had to say it in that press release. Hello. So, so um, after we've been tortured enough, and, and it's kind of like, I kind of woke up one day and went, why am I letting these people torture me? And so I fought back. And so then I thought, well, why am I fighting I don't think I should be fighting. I should be figuring this stuff out. I could figure out where the hell they're going to go with this because order numbers are dropping like flies and they're still going with it. So with each little break, like, you know, figured out, you know, they couldn't get anybody to write the foments. Andy Diggle walked off, you know. Um, I was like, okay, cool. But they still insist on this. Why? Because it affects the DC universe. Um 
And I think, you know, there's delays out the wazoo, obviously, because um, they really couldn't get this thing off the ground um, until they called up, you know, Dan Jurgens, you know, and he's always doing, you know, the, well, let's fix it up now that it's been two years, two to three years. Mm-hmm. So Dan and Brian and Jeff and Keith Giffen, hello. Keith Giffen was part of the 52 and the countdown right. back in the day as well. So um, so I think, um, so I'm like, okay, so they got, these, they got the pros from Dover come in and try to fix this stuff. And they're doing five years in the future. You know their five-year plan? When I figured out the five-year plan wasn't actually a five-year plan. It is these five-year interval, intervals. There's a five-year gap pre-number ones, except for Justice League in action. Mm-hmm. There's the five years in the future. This is their five-year plan. You got it? Isn't it funny? Ha, 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 ha. Um, so then I started thinking, okay, so what could be going on? I know what they tell us and all this kind of crap, but what's really going on? You know, and some people think that's kind of a same way to think, but no, if it's not. Because... They're losing money right and left, okay? I mean, right now, action is down 118000 plus from its number two issue. That's losing money, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't care how much Eddie Berganza tries to, you know, sugarcoat it. They're losing money because of the fomance. Because people don't want to read that crap. They can't release action and Superman from that storyline you know, Batman Superman they can, but it seems like they're using Batman Superman to build up Lois and that relationship mm-hmm. that's behind the scenes. So that's when I said, okay, not all is, is as it appears, especially with Lois saying about the secret, you know, romance and about the far side of the moon. I'm like, I've heard that before. Where Ooh. was that? So I started thinking, well, okay. Okay, so what if, you know, then I started, you know, you know, I asked you, I said, were, were all the stuff they did public? Mm-hmm. And then I asked you about the snogs, and you said, yeah. And then I never could figure out why they chose the Lincoln Memorial to be snogging. I thought, and they're keeping it a secret. I'm like, that's like, you know, they might as well, you know, CNN and MSNBC and all those people be there, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, had a, I had a proper reaction. I was like, I don't, isn't the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C.? Yes, exactly. This is from out of America, right? I'm like, you know, this is like the top five destinations for tourists to visit when you come to America. Right. And, and I'm thinking... Uh, Washington, D.C., doesn't this place have, like, a lot of cameras? And, you know, um, I thought originally the Lincoln Memorial... The CIA, NSA, Yeah, I I originally thought the the Lincoln Memorial was, like, some lover's place thing, and then I Googled it, and then I Googled it, right? And then I was like, no, 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 you know, uh, Martin Luther King was, you know, did his speech there and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm like, um, so what, are they Are they saying they're, they're above justice and liberty and the humans? 
Because that was my reaction, is that they're saying they're above everybody else. They're above what Superman used to stand well, for. Well, it's kind of stupid. And, that, and then, thought, then it's kind of stupid, yes. <laughs> well, and the thing about it's like, because when they panned back to show where they were, I was like, they're on top of the Lincoln Memorial doing this shit? And I thought, is it because it's Greek architecture? What? And, and she's Greek? Is that the deal? You know, I'm sitting there going, what? Why? And it didn't dawn on me because, you know, we had all this, you know, this whole psyops and, you know, the whole promo crap thrown at us over and over. And, you know, oh, the multiple covers by Jim Lee and la, 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 la. And this is the way it's going to be for a while. Okay, let's just say something right here. Jeff, you're a great guy. I, you know, I assume you're a great guy. But when you say for a while or soon... Don't do ever. Don't ever say that again. Don't ever even do vague time spans. Just <laughs> cut it off before you even say it. Because your soons and your wiles were a hell of a lot longer than my husband's. And my husband's, I'll see you in a little bit, and then two days later, you know, uh, or, you know, but Jeff's are like years. <laughs> years. We're talking multiple years. So, Jeff, don't say soon, don't say in a little bit, don't say a while, none of those words. Those are out of your vocabulary as we speak. No more. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember you told me, you know, I said, well, Jeff Jump said soon, and you're like, and you DM me. No, no, honey, that means soon means I'll see you in a couple of years. Yeah, because, and, the, yeah, go ahead. And, and, you know, I'm just reiterating what you said about Jeff Johnson soon, and it could be a while. And when he says, that, when he gives you time zones, the timeline, sorry, you just like hang your head and like go and hibernate and come back, and then that's when his timeline sort of works its way. So, should I get myself putting in a cryogenic cell until then? <laughs> so I can Maybe. be alive when it happens? I'll, I'll join you in there as well. And, yeah, we'll, we'll just kryptonite, you know, like how um, they did for Supergirl. You know, she's floating in space and this hypersleep thing. We need one of those. And we'll be in suspended animation for a while. Um. So, anyway. um. So, yeah, I mean, the more I, you know, and I don't know that it started out that way. Maybe it did. I mean, maybe they are that genius. But I'm not going to forgive them. <laughs> I've already decided. And, you know, that's against me because you're supposed to forgive people because it makes it good for you, you know. Right. That's nothing for them. But I don't care. I don't have to forgive them because they hurt me. You know, again, I am so uh, uh, in need of, of clothes now. If they give me clothes, if they say, you know, all they have to do is just say the performance is going to end in this month and we're never going to go back to it for like, uh, till the rest of your lifetime. And I will forgive them. I will forgive them. I will say, oh, thank you, DC. I'll come back. Here's my money. Take it. Oh, it's and not that I wouldn't buy the books that they brought clothes back, but I, it might take me a while to forgive them for it. Uh, let's say three and a half years. <laughs> Very funny. I'll just be counting down the days. It's like, oh, no, not today. Sorry, not happening. I'll I'll do that soon or in a little while. Okay, how's that going? How's that go for you? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I don't like people who it's it's abusive. I've said this before. They've been abusive. It's Fifty Shades of Grey on us. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey on us. You know, and I'm like, I'm walking away, dude. Boy, you know, when you bring clothes back, I'll think about it. You better do it right, or else. Oh, everything I ever said about you. Oh, would be true. you know they're gonna light switch us. They're gonna light switch. Oh, gonna I say, don't know. They're gonna say, "Oh, we wrote it in this and this book," and then you go back and you know, Dan the is like, oh, "We've had hints of convergence in this book." It's like, yeah, but nobody read that book, Dan. <laughs> Number seven <laughs> of what was it? DC Universe? I don't know, infinite, I forget. In, infinite. Yeah. Peoples. I I don't know. One oh, of those the Infinity Man of, and the whatever people. That book That's he started the, writing, and we're like, big whoop. I mean, like, <laughs> like raw as a writer? I don't think so. And yeah, no, Dan. And nobody knew and who then, the characters were, so. And, and then Dad here said, oh, we had Pandora in, in all the number one. And I'm like, where? You know? Look what good, did, look what good she did. Yeah, what happened to Pandora? Where is she? She was supposed to be this. Person, I mean, if you read Trinity, I'll send the one that they built up, um, you know, with Pandora. Uh, yeah. If you read it, she said she is she has the power, the infinite power to change the entire universe at a woman. All that. You go for it, girl. You change this universe. Hurry that up. That was last year. That was last year. That was last year. Didn't she change, too, because... Oh. I, started, I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll get a clue in, in that book. Or Phantom Stranger, you know, or the question what happened, she ever showed okay. yeah, Everybody knows the, the story of Pandora. She opened the box and, um, you know, she let out All the sins. Evil yeah, sins onto the world, right? Right. And out of the, the box came hope. Oh, yeah, um, and the bottom of the box was hope. Yes, it fluttered out yeah. like a little mock, right? Yeah. They say all these massive creatures, uh, you know, uh, gluttony and all the all the seven sons came out and they're like, ah, you know, they're like these fierce monsters and out of it came the flicker of hope because that's what hope is. You know, if there's a flicker of hope, then there's enough to dispel all the evils in the world. Right. And so, so what happened in the story is she splits into all the sins of the world and she split into hope. And they all now combined into her, and they are one supreme being that has the power to do anything and everything. But she does and absolutely so, nothing. But I'm like, waiting, Pandora. <laughs> Pandora. Get on the uh, stick, lady. Pandora, did you, did you go to Jim, you know, Jeff Johns' uh, school of soon and... <laughs> In, in a while, it, in a while, you know, it is inevitable that she will change the universe. I mean, when, call they, me. Do I have? They, do I just send a memo, or you know, <laughs> a yearly me reminder. when that happens. Thank you. Yeah, yearly reminder. Oh, and Donna's gonna change the world. Nope. I'll put mark it on a notification. Okay. Um. See, when they introduced her, they basically gave her the kismet role. Mhm. And then basically made Susie Tompkins in action, which was Lois's niece. 
uh, kismet. That's why when they came up with 50 Sue, I'm sitting there going, it's Susie. <laughs> it's Susie. It's kismet, damn it. I'm telling you. But who knows? She might be Darkseid's daughter for all we know. I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, you know. And you know, so, I, I don't care I don't care who come I don't care who comes and does it. Mixie, um uh, what's it, Lord Vindictive ex dude. Yeah. Uh, Mixie's wife. I, you can bring in shoes, you know, you can bring in uh you know, Alice in Wonderland. I don't care. Bring in anybody to just change it. Right. I don't care who, they can come and be the biggest god molder, ex machina, Mary Sue, all combined, and they can just be like, snap my fingers, change. And, um, you know, we keep saying, rabbit out of the hat. Bobby Bobby Ewing in the shower. Bobby Ewing in the shower. Bobby the thing. Well, the thing thing that gives, gives me hope is that in September, the the Didio and Jim Lee were interviewed. Actually, they were interviewed during the San Diego Comic Con by um, I believe it was CBR on the boat. And they oh, you just wait, it's going to be cosmic and epic. What happened to cosmic and epic? Yeah, kind of uh, went we're going, we're going when back got, to basics. Yeah, we're going back to basics. It's all about the storytelling. We're going to allow our creators to. Tell stories. I'm like, when did you learn that lesson? I mean, you know, you should have been doing that from the beginning. How's that going to fly with Bob Harris? He's not going to be have a flashlight up everybody's butt. I don't think Bob Harris is working as in EIC for me. I don't know about you, but EIC editor in chief. Oh, okay. I was like. Sorry. Don't come with your acronyms. Sorry. But here's the other thing. And I thought of it, well, I kind of thought about it earlier, but there's no more East Coast DC Comics. It's entirely West Coast now. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Well, I don't get the East Coast, West Coast reference I'm supposing it's like the East Coast and West Coast of South Africa where we both hate each other. Um well I don't, I don't know what it is I don't know what it is about West Coast people, but they're all really, really hippie ish and silly and yeah, we just don't like them. <laughs> well here here's how okay, because 'cause I'm in the Midwest. I'm in the middle of America and they really look down on us, yabos, you know. Yes. But I, I, I hate to tell the, you this, the y'all. About the Midwest. Uh, and I'm like, no, don't talk down about the Heartland. That's like, you know, I hate to tell you y'all, but it was Siegel and Jupiter who were from the Heartland of America, and they created Superman. Fight me. <laughs> um, so. She's bringing the country out on you. <laughs> yeah. Originally, um. New York was metropolis. Well, now people think, well, it's really Chicago. Well, no, it was really Toronto. Okay, if you want to get technical. If you want to get technical, yes, it's Toronto, Canada. Yeah. 
because um, that's what the Daily Star was. Yeah, Joe's family was from Toronto, and they um, immigrated to America, to Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, <laughs> baby, uh, where Superman was born. I don't care what the did he says. Well, he was born on Krypton. Oh, that was so stupid. No, he wasn't. He was born in Glenville, Ohio, buddy. Um, but then, you know, like Gotham is New York City. Big, you know, even in Superman, Metropolis is referred to as the Big Apricot as opposed to the Big Apple yes. of New York. Yes. So, and that's where DC offices were. Period. For seven decades at least. Right. Then got, um, yeah. Their, their address to write in letters is still New York. So well, that'll on, their web, on their website, it hasn't changed as yet. I figure, they don't want letters, so they'll just leave the New York address. So, um, I don't know. Will they keep a satellite office? I doubt, doubt it. A big old building, I doubt it. But, so now they've, since the film division took over, um, they're no longer under the film division as when uh, Suchihara came in, what was it, two years ago? Um, that was one of the first things he did. He took DC Comics, which wasn't under the film divisions of Warner Brothers. When the DC Entertainment was created, it went under the film division, and that's how Diane Nelson got to be president because she was one of Romanoff's uh, flunkies who, you know, did the Harry Potter films. Oh, I bet that was such a stretch there. Maybe she didn't read the books. I don't know. And <laughs> so one of the first things Suchihara did was get Di- well, Robinoff left because he was pissed because Suchihara became head honcho, and he didn't. Um he took Diane and put her under him on the corporate scale. I assume to keep an eye on her. Um, but in the meantime, the boys were feeding her crap. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the way it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you do a survey? Or not? No. Survey? Oh, okay. You want a survey? We'll give you a survey. It sucked. The first survey sucked. I mean, come on. It was pitiful. They had... Five, maybe five thousand, not quite six thousand um, observations in, you know, and their number ones were selling, you know, one hundred fifty thousand. Come on, guys, that's not even a sample size of my pee. So, <laughs> so, you know, and then you know, she didn't even know what action number one was. Oh, what story is this? Good grief, woman! Peroxide is good to your brains, but. So I'm hoping that since all the peeps are over on the West Coast, that Suchihara is going to set them all down and say, yo, this is what's happening. Uh, I think, but it's sad that they've left New York. Um, because, you know, nobody based a character about living in L.A. In LA that I know of, you know, I think there's one. I think there's only one character that I can think of, and that's Stargirl. She's a a Stargirl. She's a Valley. She's a, you know, the Valley girl. And uh, how old is she selling? 
Oh, she's selling so well. Is she in a book? No. <laughs> well, I think, didn't Gail Simone, the, what was it, the, it was, wasn't the green money thing, that was, she did the other one, I can't remember. The movement? Huh? The movement? Uh, Mega, yeah. Weren't Mega they Lockland? all rich kids from L.A. or something? I don't know. I did not read the movement I because either. I wasn't. Sorry, Gail. I wasn't interested in the idea. Yeah, my one. And more so, dark and pretty from DC. Yeah, whatever. Um. So I mean, you know, it's like okay, New York was the big TV town, and then mm-hmm. um, all the shows. I mean, you know, back when I was a little kid. Um, most of the shows were um, in New York. There were some shows out of L.A., but not too many, because that was the movie town, and the studios finally got a clue and started to do their television shows, and so then we got Adventures of Superman with George Reeves, um, but it was studio-driven as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, where New York had um, all kinds of shows you know, um, the game shows and all that kind of stuff. Then uh, by the oh, by the time, you know, like the Tonight Show, you had Steve Allen, you had, um, and then Jack Parr, and then you had Johnny Carson. And Carson was in New York forever. And then they decided, you know, kind of like DC Comics, oh, you will be in L.A. now. So he moved out to L.A., you know, when they were in New York, you had Broadway stars and and uh, movie stars. You know, the actor studio was there, and you still had television shows out of there. You had movies still being made in New York um, that weren't considered location shots. So, eventually, they moved most of the television shows to Hollywood including a lot of the soap operas. There was just like one or two soap operas that were still being made in New York, and they used to be pretty much all of them were made in New York. Um, you know, um, and then the L, you know, the OJ trial kind of killed soap operas in the United States because there was a long gap between, you know, we had to watch that every day instead of what was going on in the soap opera. Um, I want to know what's happening with Steve and Kayla. Come on. Um, So, and by the way, back in the early 80s, um, in soaps, there was a term used for couples in a soap opera. And by the way, Dan Dio comes from a soap opera background. Right. Yeah. So, it was called Super Couple. Now, who could that be named after? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder Hmm. who. A super couple was the couple. You know, it was the, I suppose, OTP. You know, that's what they call it today. But back then, the term was super couple. And it was named after, you know, of course, Superman and Lois Lane because it is the greatest love story in all fiction. And it should never be abused by its caretakers at any time. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason I think if they want to redeem themselves, they better have made this romance a hoax. 
or they're going to look like crap. Idiots. <laughs> yeah, complete idiots. And Suchihara should fire them all in the administration. Whoever was at the editorial retreat, out. Um, yeah, we don't we don't need Wildstorm, Jim Lee. Take take, oh take Grifter. Take Grifter and, and go and yeah, go be in your garage with your four man statue. Yeah, go go be like Miles. Milestone got smart and says, "We're leaving DC. We did better without you anyway." Um, and you know, he might as well just take Wildstorm and just prove to everybody how great it is. Um, yeah. That's what's happening. Um, so I'm a little sad that, um, and I'm sure the guys that had to move from New York. I mean, I didn't realize that Mark Doyle and um, what is her name? She was at Marvel. They just had a big article. Uh, DC Women Kicking Ass had a big article about her. I'm sorry, I forget her name. They're married. Oh, and, okay. Did not know that. Uh, she had a big job at Marvel. Marvel still has a New York office. Hello. Do you think Stan Lee was from San Diego? No, he wasn't. He was from New York. Paul Levitz, New York. Dan DiDio, New York. Jimmy Palmiotti, New York. Scott, Scott Snyder, New York. Yeah, New York. Greg Capullo, New Jersey. Close enough. Close enough. It's, yeah. um, so, apparently... You know, DC told the editors, which Mark Doyle is the editor of the Batman book, um, you're going to lose your job if you don't move to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, what kind of tyrannical bullshit is that? I mean, okay, just think about it. It'd be different if it was still the horse and buggy uh, Pony <laughs> Express days. But now... <laughs> we have electronics and we have the internet and email and everything and conference yeah. calls and teleconferences and and Skype and, Skype. and everything like that. And, and But you're going to lose your job if you don't physically locate tele- to L.A. And I'm going, big brother mania, what? You know, what kind of psyop is that, you know? So... Mark Doyle and I think her name's Jennifer, but I can't remember. But I'm I'm sorry. But anyway, she had a, a fantastic job at Marvel. She had just gotten into. It. She's really going strong. Um, she started the one of the comics she started was the Girl something. And Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl. Huh? I think Squirrel. No, no, it was Girls Club or something like that. Oh, okay. And um, and then she she had a lot to do with the development of a lot of the characters at Marvel, but they had to sit down and decide whether he was going to give up his job or she was going to have to give up her job. And they just had a girl. They have a little girl. Mm-hmm. And see, when Diane comes out, they're like, everybody's moving to L.A. And I thought, you're going to break up families and shit. Because, you know, these comic book people, a lot of them met each other, you know, during work, you know, mm-hmm. on whatever, they're in the biz. You know, that was Brett Booth's big thing. Well, I met my wife when I was at work, so Superman can be with Wonder Woman because they would be working together. I'm like, Clark met Lois at work. 
But then, you know, he's not a hero when he's Clark because he gets paid to do that. Whatever. Um, so she had to give up. She gave up her job at Marvel. Um, Moss Doyle's wife um, is Janine Schaefer. Okay. And so she gave up her job at Marvel, which, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm just reading. I'm I'm reading the article now on Bleeding Cool. Where he says he keeps his job, but she has to give up, you know, her. Well, that was the decision they had to make. Does he lose his job at DC? Because he came over from Marvel. Right. Or does she lose her job? Okay, modern problems, hello. So she gave up her job at Marvel. And now they're moving their family to Los Angeles because Diane Nelson thinks everybody should be in L.A. Why? Yeah, because she wants, to, she wants to walk down the passage and physically go into people's offices. And say, oh, you can't lie to me now. And they're, they're all laughing behind her back when she leaves. You know they are. I mean, <laughs> you know, is, are the West Coasters going to lord it over the East Coasters? You know, they've got their own little mafia going on they've had for years. And now, you know, the East Coast guys are going to come in and, like, you know, it's a different game plan. You know what's true. You know, anytime you walk into something where people have worked together for a long, 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 long time. I mean, look at actors that come in, like, on Smallville, and they said, you know, Tom Welling was great because, you know, he welcomed them and he made sure they were comfortable and everything. That's not going to happen at D.C. You know that. Because mm-hmm. they've been fighting coast to coast anyway. And now the East Coast guys are going to, and they're going to have to learn the ropes of the West Coast way. You know, it's like, you know, the Wu-Tang Clang versus, you know, the Bloods or whatever. And now they're going to be all in the same room. I hope Diane enjoys this because it ain't going to be pretty. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, yes, we get along and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sure. Janine Schaefer left her job as assistant editor at Marvel Comics. Right. Um, to move to, that's the that's the title. Janine Schaefer to leave Marvel Comics for Los Angeles move. Yep. I mean, yeah. Thanks, thanks, um Diane you know, Nelson. <laughs> Diane Nelson. <laughs> I don't see see, I never understood the move. I never understood it. I'm like this is the technological age where you can actually be in the same room as everybody else, but yet be 3,000 miles apart. But she wants them all in the same offices at the West Coast. What, she wants them all to experience an earthquake? What slide? <laughs> Radiation from Fukushima. Yeah. What? Oh, well, look at us, you know, you and me. We're 8,000 miles apart, 5,000, something like that. And but, you know, we we still talk. We're yeah. like in the exact same room. Yep. And and we're having a conversation. So thank you, modern technology. Uh, you know, the Wi Fi may go wonky sometimes, but you can always reconnect. And so I don't I also never understood the move why they were because to me personally it's it's uh, cutting a lot of jobs. Yep. It's it's this whole New York. Re- if if I got that email, I'll be really really scared because you're not going to have double jobs. You're not going to have 
you know, ten people doing the same thing where you can have just two people. Right. And so for me, it was, yeah, you know, I was like, these poor people. Yeah, it's all about relationships, too. You know, you've got Jim Lee and his wild sword bunch, right? They've been working together for years. They have shorthand that you wouldn't believe, okay? Now you got the East Coast guys coming over. You know, sure, Mark Doyle's only been there for a little bit, but still. I mean, you know, the Didio, who's he taking with him? He's walking into a room with Jim Lee, Bob Harris, Bobby Chase, Cottonell, Brad Booth, you know. And they're all, you know damn well, they're like, I'm going to just tell Jim. Yeah, it's, and it goes back to us saying DC is this huge mafia, you know. Yeah. It, it's like, okay, it's exactly like the Godfather, okay? They moved from New York to what, Vegas? Uh, you know? Yes. It's no, like Fredo in Vegas versus Michael from the East Coast. Right. And then, you know, Michael moves to to Tahoe. Yeah, they were in Tahoe. So, yeah, it's like, hmm, yeah. There's probably a lot of that going on, and I'm pretty sure that um, unless Sutra Hard, you know, comes down there and just acts like uh, Robert De Niro in, what was that movie about Elliot Ness? You know, De Niro was um, Al Capone. He, you know, brought his baseball bat to dinner. Um, maybe Sutra Hara will do that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> baseball bat. You really like that movie. Not really. Yeah, I you know, you you wanted the baseball bat DC comic, so. No, no, I didn't. That's not what I said. I think that's what needs to be done. He needs to walk, invite them all to dinner, come in with a baseball bat, and just tell them how it's going to be. You know, because you know, Diane Nelson is like a den mother. To all the little kids can just like, Miss Nelson? <laughs> and she's like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, they've been... Please. That's a joke. That's a farce right there. And why they want... I don't... See, I don't... They've never really given a good reason why they should all be in L.A. Is that where all the cool people live now? Yeah. You know, if I were to pick a place to move to in America... Mm-hmm. LA is not on my top ten list there. <laughs> Oops, sorry. It's so they can I mean, be the only, more and be in more traffic jam. The only reason I would move there is to stalk Henry Cavill. And I think I'd get cooked, you know, kicked out of LA pretty fast. Uh I'd rather <laughs> go to England and stalk him. Oh yes, definitely. But he's never in England, so you know, oh. he's got his home. He's got his home in L.A. and stuff, so. Oh, wow. Well, I hope he likes the taxes there. Because he signed, like, a seven-movie contract with Warner Brothers, and they're like, here's a home. Here's a home in in L.A. Go, go stay there. He's like, okay. You're giving me a home. Did you ever see the movie, um, yeah, it was partially animated, Roger Rabbit? Yeah, oh, of course. (laughs) Okay. 
that is true. That's based on truth. They literally ripped up the subway, the trolleys. You know, people you go anywhere in Pasadena, you know, around for a nickel. Yeah. They literally ripped them up so that the tire manufacturers and the car manufacturers could have highways in Southern California. Ah. Okay. That's what that whole blowing up the tires on the car was about. Right. That's what happened. Okay. So. Right. So that's based on history. So basically, you know, the New Yorkers who had subway systems and, you know, get to go to L.A. and be in, you know, hour, two-hour traffic. Ugh, I hate driving. So I would be in a place where there's public transport and subway Mm -hmm. stations. Yeah. Ugh, I hate driving. Like, why? And... Southern California steals its water from Northern California. Bro, yeah, we, we have people stealing our electricity. Yeah, so they um, and they've had a drought. Northern California had a drought, so nobody had any water in California, and they get taxed for everything and anything. Yeah, I know they get taxed for, like, like air supply and stuff. And, you know, people were like, I thought it was a joke. And then I was like, no, 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 this, this actually, you get water taxes and and all that sort of thing. And I was like, but water is free. But in my country, is, you know, you get a certain amount of free water and then you have to pay for sanitation and stuff like that to right. make it safe. But, yeah, I was like, you get water tax? It's it's kind of dumb because they don't really make movies in L.A. anymore. No, they don't. They come and shoot them here in South Africa. (laughs) Yeah, or Vancouver or Toronto or New York. My dad, oh, oh, New York. Gotham is filmed in New York. Yes, because they have the I Love NY films at the end. (laughs) And then um, Flash and Arrow are in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many so, times I went, oh, look, there's that thing that was in, you know, such and such episode of Smallville. Exactly. If you watch it carefully, I watch Arrow a lot, so, because um, my dad likes Arrow. Um, and um, it's like, hey, wait, hold on, this person acted in Smallville? The building was in Smallville. The street was in Smallville. What was they really actually filmed, they filmed a scene, you know, where, where Clark catches the car and Chloe sees him in yeah. season That's a back two. lot. Yeah. yeah. They they did a, a, a highway scene in mm-hmm. Seoul for, for um, Arrow on that same yeah. street. Yeah. They, so. Here's something really strange. Um, Gotham, filmed in New York, had the guy who ran the the uh, arena in combat that was filmed in Vancouver. Right. He was on Gotham. Right. And I went, okay. I went, I go, is that the guy from combat? And somebody says, yeah, that's him. And I'm like, holy crap. You know, and how many years has that been? That was season six. So that was 2006. So that's nine years yeah, ago. Yeah, Nine years ago. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So he's and, playing to and, New York. To and and Jorel and Jorel is oh yeah is, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like wait I see this guy wait Jorel you Jorel pumping drugs into you Jorel uh, is really the scarecrow's dad. Yeah. So this guy is just cast as playing people's fathers. <laughs> yeah. And what? Remember that god awful. Robin Hood movie that Erica made, and he was the bad guy, and he was all over her, and we're like, "Look, Jarrell's raping Lois." <laughs> yes. we're like, I was like, I can't watch this. So. Yes, no, nobody, nobody ended. We don't know what happens in the movie because nobody watched it. <laughs> it was, and you know what? Her co-star was like shorter than her, and we're like, "Where's Tom?" <laughs> It was bad. And oh, and another fact I don't know if you watch Agent Carter. Um, no, I don't. Agent Carter. Um, Lionel Luther was an evil Russian scientist. So which Lionel Luther? Like, oh, that Lionel John Glover. Yes. Somebody told me he acted, was on. And he also acted in Batman and yes, Robin as yes. the evil scientist sound like oh he's got the evil oh, wackadoodle yeah. down. Oh, oh please he was evil cool. evil 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 wackadoodle wackadoodle yeah, evil been, yeah he always plays those kind of guys so uh, anyway was we were kind of a, a comic <laughs> oh yeah comic. should we do the comics now <laughs> all right let's do the comics now that we're done beating the crap out I of think, the I think we've covered all the news from the, the this yeah. week. Yeah. Um, oh, it's but. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, man from Uncle's Trailer. I know it's not DC either, but let's support Henry Thank Cavill. Thank God. Um, it's it's a little bit of a break till we. It's like the what I call it. it it's like the halftime show to bide you until the next half. So you know, it, it's like sustenance just to keep you living till dawn of justice. Hmm? Oh my gosh! I just got something from Kimmy. Ooh. Um. Ooh. This okay. Um. Uh, okay. No, that was two days ago. Two hours ago, she said, "Interesting bit of trivia. This means that Superman's death, return, wedding, and the birth of his child will all have been drawn by Jurgens." Jurgens also said the convergent Superman story. He's writing is a character-driven story for Clark and Lois, and it's all about them. Woohoo! Dan comes through, yes, baby. Yeah, and I don't even care if Thomas Wayne delivers baby. I don't think Doctor Midnight's a better choice, but then there they go. Hey, drunky, drunky, bad, bad daddy, you know. I, I kind of like Thomas Wayne. He's funny. I liked him in Flashpoint. I did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like I like Thomas Wayne. Even now in Earth 2, you know, he's not the exact same. But, you know, he's got he's drunk. He's all that sort of thing. Uh, he's the doctor and all that. Um, I like Thomas Wayne. He's funny. He's 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 trying to be Bruce Stark, but he can't. He, he doesn't nail it. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I I like Thomas Wayne. He's 
See, I think Thomas Wayne has more to, in Flashpoint, Thomas Wayne has more to gripe about than Bruce Wayne ever did. I mean, his son died and his wife became the Joker. I mean, if you yeah. want to get sad and nasty about something, that's humongous right there. Yeah, and that's, you know, he's got like 10 hip flasks. What's on your utility belt? Ooh. So, okay. I've got, I've got, I've got whiskey, I've got bone, I've got vodka. <laughs> Which one you want? Here's a shot glass. Go for it. Okay. Um, I covered World's End, kind of, sort of, in a way. Um, so, do you want to tell us about Justice League 3000? Um, Justice League 3000 is... Which is written by Keith Giffen and um, Demetrius. Yeah, I, I just know it's written by Keith Giffen because, and if you get a chance, go and Google all his interviews that he does for Justice League 3000 because you will laugh. Um, it's funny. I it, like Keith. Um, Justice League 3000, I keep, you know, you keep saying this, I keep saying this, it is the um, the parody of the New 52. And for me, I think it's, way better than New 52 because these characters are more fleshed out even though they don't have their histories with them. Um, this is what you get when you write good, when you have a good writer on these characters. But anyway, Justice League 3000 is basically uh, the pre-52, okay, hold your horses, the New 52 has the pre-52 title, right? And this was confirmed by Keith Giffen where basically um, all these superheroes, the Justice League, were killed. And, um, you know, now they've been resurrected by their DNA, but because they just, they just have the DNA, they don't have their memories of who they were. So, Superman is this huge douchebag. Well, uh, didn't they use other people to inject the DNA in? It, 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 no, that was just for, I think, the Flash. No, I thought it was for Clark, too. Oh, well. It could be they, they mixed, like how in Jurassic Park they used frog DNA to mix with the the dinosaur DNA, and they mishmashed it together, which doesn't make sense. Anyway, um, yeah, it could be like a mishmash of DNA. I didn't read the, the, the beginning of the, the thing, so I don't know how they, they mix the DNA and besides I keep giving gonna explain science. It'll be like, what? What's happening? Okay, uh, that just happened, you know. Um but it's very funny. Um for me it it had the quote of the week. We basically have the lowest lane who single handedly took down the Justice League before I don't know how Lois Lane took down the Justice League. She must have used her brain. Like, <gasps> Lois can do it, too. She knows everything yeah. about those people. Listen, if there's one person in the world that the Justice League should fear, it's Lois Lane. Yes. They better um, get on her good side, is all I'm saying. Yeah, and Lois is really badass in this. She's got this huge scar across her face. She's got purple streaks in her hair and she's just and so basically they've resurrected the Justice League 
So now they've resurrect, resurrected the Injustice League. And the leader of the Injustice League is Lois Lane. And so Sinestro, Sinestro asks her, um, and so basically the Justice League is fighting this, this war. Just a bit of backstory. Fighting this war is helping these people, they're in Camelot, and they're helping these people fight Etrican because Merlin has disappeared. Um, and so the Injustice League is spying on them and checking them out, and Sinestro's like, and so Lois Lane is like barking orders. She's like, okay, you get on this person, you get on this person, and you do your spy stuff, and I'm going to go and figure out a way and how to kill them, because if I did it once, I can do it again. And Sinestro's like, who died and made you queen? She's like, I'm Lois Lane. I'm the damn queen of the universe. <laughs> so, for me, I want to get that on a t-shirt. I want to get Lois, and I want to get her, like, in a fighting stance, and I want to get yeah, maybe that you know the girl frenzy uh, when she's in her yeah. in her double oh seven uh, skin suit. I want to get that, and I want to get it on a t-shirt. And she's like, "I'm Lois Lane. I'm the damn queen of the universe." Well, she is. And How many times have we said that? How many we said no, she's yeah, queen you, of action you know, comics? She's queen of the DC universe. Hello. You know, I keep equating it to people keep asking me, "Well, why is Lois Lane so important?" And the easiest way, because I can go on and on, I, I sent this one person 25 tweets just explaining why Lois Lane is important to Superman, let alone the universe. And they said, okay, okay, I get it. Just can stop. And so I now equate it to one line. Uh, Superman and Lois Lane are the Adam and Eve of the DC universe. Without them... There is no creation. There is no. Uh, there is nothing to come after that. And they are the single most important couple, important um, everything to this universe. You know, I keep saying, if Atlas is carrying the world on his shoulders, then Lois and Superman carry the multiverse on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And. And they, you know, they are, they are the single reason why we have comics today. I don't care who your favorite character is. I don't care whose movies are more popular. I don't care whose comics are more popular. The reason why we have comic books today is because of Superman and Lois Lane. Yep. And so, and so they deserve the respect of that. And that's what I think this comic... Um, not so much gives us, but explains it to us in a way. Then you know, it's it's not about Batman. It's not about Wonder Woman. It's not about Green Lantern. It's not about any of those people. It's about Superman and Lois Lane. Cause that's yeah. And listen, Justice League 3000 is a really fun read. It's taking the Mickey out of the New 52, and Wonder Woman has a guy now on the side. She was and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, Wonder Woman got her groove on and wasn't with Superman. Um, yeah, the Fomancers didn't like that panel. They're like, oh, but she be with Superman, not with this Viking dude. <laughs> okay. They really, I mean, this is a whole thousand years later. It's not even her. Yeah, it's, 
And I'm like, it's a clone. And I gave up. I gave up trying to explain things to them. They're like, oh, but but Superman's so manly and so uh and so uh. No, he's not. Comic, not in New Fifty Two, he's not. No, no, in this comic, in, in Justice, they don't like Justice League Three Thousand because uh, Lois Lane is given such an big importance in this book. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, but how can Diana be with this Viking dude? They would have nothing in common. And I'm like, she does. They both kill they're warriors. They're from an ancient world. Okay? How can... I just give up. Well, look at me with, you know, Diana's been with, what, a dozen lovers since she woke up? Right. But none of them have been some men. Fickle much? And, no, no, listen. Listen, she can have a fun. That's feminism. Right? Sexual. Well, I don't uh, know. Equality. There's a thing called self-respect. Yes, that's the point. Is that one woman should have self? Any woman should have self-respect. Mhm. And so that's what they sort of don't put in that that sentence. But I do like that she says this is the first time it's meant something. No, oh, well, there you go. So it shows. So it shows that you know. Okay. One woman does have a heart. <clears throat> what? What? How'd that happen? When did that happen? So and yeah, it's it's a good read. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um, wasn't my comic of the week because <laughs> futures and <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I find interesting though that they're doing in Justice League 3000 is they're bringing the elements of the multiverse together. Not right. Not from many universes, but within the story, you're getting characters that you're going, oh, because there's like Kamundi, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, right, um, because what had happened is this is so far ahead in the future that it's beyond Kamundi's timeline. Because right. Ice... Uh, the Norse goddess, so she's, you know, immortal, has been through Kamandi's timeline and she survived. So, right. So this is so far ahead in the future that, yeah. And it's bringing in, like, things, um, you know, Etrican and Power Girl and, you know, um, Elastic Man and all these people we haven't seen. And then Ice, is basically from the 1990s Justice League. Right. Just as, you know, when, when Doomsday came around, right? Yeah, Justice League and International, I, wasn't it? That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the one. And that is basic. I asked my sister because she's a big Ice fan, and I asked her, that's the outfit. Oh. She's like, yeah, that's oh. Ice. That's Ice from the 1990s. So, yeah. Um, and guess who shows up at the end? Dark oh, okay. Yes, his head is in a bottle. Yeah, uh, bottled. Yes, basically, Etrigan has pickled dark side. That's the best way I can explain it. Um, and he's kept him alive for okay to get past all Etrigan's rhymes. Can get quite annoying. Um, you know, Darkseid says, if I was defeated, why am I still here? 
It's because you need me, Etrigan. You need my cunning, my wisdom, my sage advice. Together, old friend, we shall take this world and everything, and then the world, and then everything world. in the world creation, yes. Every world in creation, meaning the Every multiverse. world, la, 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 la. Every world, uh, got tongue twisted there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every world in creation, which is basically the multiverse, exactly. And, you know, I always believe that from the multiverse, there's also a multiverse of multiverses. Mm-hmm. Right, because if one earth has a parallel, if basically it's, it's, the, the the like when you put a mirror t- against a mirror, it's an yeah. infinite amount of images, right. right? Right, right. So I don't believe that there's just one multiverse. I believe that there's a mirror of this multiverse. And from there, there's a mirror of... Because I don't believe that the universe is singular. I believe there's many dimensions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we haven't even tackled dimensions yet. We're in one dimension. Hyper time. Exactly. We're we're in one dimension. Five dimensions. Yeah. There's five dimensions. There's infinite amount of possibilities. I think that, yeah, dark side and intricate want to take over everything. You know, if you just read the first three bubbles of dark side speech, let me read it and you tell me what you think of. If I was defeated then why am I still here? It's because you need me, Etrigan. You need my cunning, my wisdom, my sage advice. Together, old friend, we'll take this world and then every world in creation. What if that's Keith Giffen saying that? Yeah, Keith, okay. Well, going with your theory that the New 52 is dark side, and you know the new fifty two editorial is dark side um it's basically saying that they want to dark side the entire everything well they did, but yes, here's where yes. I'm coming from. They always call Giffen or Jurgens or both of them to get them out of a hole, and they dig themselves one big ass hole this time. Right. You know, all these, oh, we need new blood and we need new creators and we, because they'll give us new exciting stories is bullshit. Mm-hmm. They gave us right. stories that editorial created in 2010 and then al- didn't allow the new blood to do what they were supposed to do. And so then to get themselves out of a hole... They call Jurgens and Giffen and say, yo, can you, like, you know, oh, I know we acted like we didn't need you, but, yeah, we need you. <laughs> that's why they got to keep those guys around, because if they lose those guys, they're, please. I mean. And you know yep. what? You know what? I think when when you read Keith Giffen and Dan Jurgen, especially their interviews, they care so much about these characters. They're just like us. DC can abuse yep. them and, you know, torture them and tell them, you know, well, we don't need your ideas anymore. But then when they see DC's in trouble, when they see Superman is in trouble, when they see all these characters they grew up loving, grew up respecting, grew up with, 
And when they see these characters in trouble, they're like, of course we're going to come and bail you out because it's Superman, for goodness sakes. You know, of course I want to fix Superman. Of course I want him to be the hero. And you see that you see that with Future's End a lot. It's like yeah. Dan Jurgens is writing a small love letter to Superman, and I think we'll get and Lois Lane because he made Lois the center of you know Amy Adams right. did an interview and she said Lois Lane is still the go-to gal to get all the information yep. for Dawn of Justice, right? And that is quintessential Lois Lane. And that's what Dan Juggins is bringing into Future's End. She's still the go-to girl or gal to get all the information, put it together, and bring these heroes together to save the world. Lois Lane is basically to the to DC what Nick Fury was to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He goes and picks them all up and he's like, okay, you know, sort your issues out later. We need to save the world. And that's what Lois Lane is. And coming from her army background with the general father, she is like the general of the Justice League. I can't, but I need to write this down. My love letter to Lois Lane. <laughs> Without Lois, we don't have a Justice League. Well, you know, we know that Dan didn't understand this whole, you know, he was never going to, Dan and Keith were never going to write the Fomance. They didn't. I mean, we got, Lucy Lane on a date with Clark bungee jumping, you know, mm. and they weren't allowed to do a love interest. They said they were going to do one, but they weren't allowed to do one because of Justice League 12. Their their run on Superman was from 7 to 12. Right. So what do they write? What does Dan write at the end of, of Superman 12? I just want to have some fun. Well, and he's got Superman flying in the air smiling, Okay. That was the last we saw that. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm lonely and I have grief and uh, uh, I'm alone and oh, you alone too? Oh, let's snog in public. And, you know, even the panel, it was a full page. I know exactly oh, yeah. which page you're talking about. It's, it's a full page. page of bright colors, Superman flying over the Daily Planet, over Metropolis. Yep. And he's saying, I want to just live life and be free and be happy. And he's, you know, he's got his arms, like, heroically spread and his cape is, I don't want to use this word, but majestic behind him. And, you know, the birds are flying in the background. And then we get Justice League 12. And then we all die a little. My soul has still my my soul is still damaged from reading this book. It's like, I don't want to be brainwashed. Leave me alone. Okay. So, let's move on to uh, World's Finest, which is about Earth 2, Superman, and Batman. This is narrated by Lois Lane, and Mm -hmm. it's about Darkseid's attack on Metropolis. This, of course, is before Lois died. Um, but, you know, she was resurrected as uh, Red Tornado. So um, mm-hmm. her boxes are now red and yellow because... Right, because she's Red Tornado. Yeah. She's Roman. It's, okay. The way the story is, it's it's Red Tornado, Lois Lane, looking back on her life and writing right. down 
and writing down the story of Earth too. So, yes. Now, I don't know if it was coincidence, because I don't really don't believe in coincidences, but Paul Levitt has Lois Lane in a city with destructing, you know, deco- you know, destruction all around her. Future's End had Lois Lane in a city with destruction <laughs> all around her. Okay, so it was kind of like a nice little parallel there. Um, you know, Lois in danger. Okay, both books show that Lois Lane is not a damsel in distress. Hello? No. What? Damsel in yeah, distress, Yeah, which please. brings me to... Just as a side note, Rags Morales, who was the artist of action under Morrison. Um, <laughs> wonky. We call him Wonky Eyes. Wonky Eye. He gave Lois, he made Lois Lane ugly. Okay. Um, and was it just as the book was coming out or after the announcement? He started his blog off with the title of the blog post, Superman Sucks. And, you know, Lois is always a damsel in distress, and la, 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 and I'm really tired of him being out fighting robots or whatever, and then he has to, oh, I have to go have dinner with Lois. And I'm thinking, they got this guy to write, to draw the book, and Lois never mm-hmm. looked good under Rags Morales' pencil, ever. Yeah, no, the the one, the one time her one eye was below her mouth, or like, by her nose, and then the other eye is up here by her forehead, and and I'm and I'm trying to tell Holly, no, no, it's just an angle. And the more I'm looking at it, I'm like, Ugh. it looks like a Picasso painting. <laughs> okay, here's the other thing: he completely changed his drawing style. Mm. He drew Clark and Lois in Batman Superman. It it it's like um completely different. Yeah, no. He he gave us I cannot believe Rags Morales gave us one of the best Superman and Lois Lane panels. It's um Identity Crisis where right. Superman uh, you know uh Sue what's her face? Sue Dick was yes. Dibney. Dibney. Yes. Elongated man's wife. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, She was raped and... um, Murdered. Fridged. Yes, that's what I was using. She was refrigerated. Um, And so basically... I cried, and I didn't even know her. And I cried. that, that, That comic is so horrible. Yeah. I mean, for a for a woman to see that in panel, I was terrified. I was horrified. Um, but anyway, apart from that, from that's a whole nother. I can go on with on that. But anyway, so all the the spouses of the Justice League, um, the Justice League is really affected by this death, and you know because the only thing you can use to motivate emotion is killing off a woman. Um, and so they spend the night with, with their spouses and Clark and Lois are just like holding each other in the bed and she's like, thank you for spending the night and he's just like, I don't ever want to let you go. 
And I, when I found out that guy from Identity Crisis drew action comics, I was like, did you, did you like not receive your pencil supplies? Were you finger painting it? Well, he had gone for a divorce, I guess. And oh, oh, that explains so much. But here's it's my like, point. The reason I bring no, him up at all is because Jamal Eagle, who's oh, I love Jamal. He's great. We we met him at uh, Baltimore Comic Con. Chris asked him to do a sketch for her of Tom Welling, and he says, "Well, I have to admit, I have to have a reference point." And I go, "Dude, you asked the wrong person. She's got two thousand pictures of Tom Welling on her phone." And he's looking at me like, "What?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, here, pick one." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." So you know, to exchange pictures. And um, she, oh, it's great! It's fabulous. But Jamal is is currently doing, I believe, Wonder Woman in Sensation Comics. Well, they, I don't know. They haven't announced it yet. I oh. know it's something. I know it's something with him and Josh Elder. Right. Because they right. said uh, because they said announcement coming soon, but he has a sneak yeah. peek. Um, so it and, could be Sensation Comics. It could be. Um, because it was a very Linda Carter look. look oh, look. that's right. So, right. So they could be doing Wonder Woman 77. 77. So, yes. so Rags tweeted Jamal, oh, Wonder Woman is always happening. And I thought, oh, well, this explains a lot. Mm. And, oh, oh, Vaz Morales drew the Future's End Wonder Woman where he made her look no wonky eyes. No oh, wonky eyes. No. Oh no! God forbid. Oh, because Wonder Woman's happening. Like yeah, so it's happening. always happening. Hmm. Whatever. And Lois is the pits, you know, according to them. Uh, Paul Levitz is writing this book. Uh, World's finest. Jed Darity is the artist, and Chris Sotomayor is Sotomayor is the colorist. Um. Okay, so we have Lois and Metropolis, Dark Side's attacking, uh, all hell is breaking loose, and uh, she says, and where was my wonder, my Clark? Where was our only hope? And then he appears in the sky, He the satellites are falling, and Clark is destroying them so people won't get crushed by them. And she says, I need to tell you how amazing he'd been, how many of the falling satellites he'd intercepted before they hit the world cities. We'd had no warning, so some had gotten through before he could start intercepting them. And it made no sense that these propulsionless hunks of steel and silicone circuits could turn into missiles aimed at targets, but they had. Okay, so you got to remember, it's dark side attacking. She says, but once Clark heard the screams, he was everywhere at once, an angel of mercy flying through the flames. I saw him above, and he saw me. All I got from him was one of our secret looks, but that was enough. <laughs> oh, can I just say, Paul Levitt, you write so romantic. I mean, I love that Lois calls him her, calls him her wonder. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is. Um, we need to do like a meme of this somewhere. My wonder. So. Yeah, but. <laughs> She continues, she says, he had to save. He had lives to save. And we see a first responder, a fireman, um, and there's debris falling. And Lois tackles him 
And she says, so did I. Now, yes. what was that your means, first thought? I know what your first thought was when you saw that. Um, well, first I had to get over that the panel with where the share secret looks and all that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Lois Lane saving people while you know Clark is doing the superhero thing and the superhuman thing of you know tackling all these uh, giant satellites that are falling towards the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, I. I Tweeted Polly as soon as I got the the preview of the dollar. Like, read this, read this, read this woman, read this. And she's like, I don't get it. I thought, like, read, read, read. You get it, you get it, you get it, you get it. That I couldn't wait any longer. I was like this child, and I'm like jumping up and down. In the previous romance, we get a scene where Wonder Woman's like, Leave it to me, Clark. I can do my job. You do yours. And she doesn't do anything. Um. Nope. And she doesn't do, because she doesn't tackle the big threats. She cannot tackle the big threat because Magog is more powerful than her. Um, God of war powers and all, okay? Yeah. Um, and on top of that, the bridge is now collapsing. And Superman t- basically tells her, what the hell are you doing? Rescue these people. That's our priority. Rescue the people. Get them off the bridge because I'm holding the bridge up because you're too concerned with Magog. Um, get these people to safety because he cannot do it alone. Mm-hmm. Now, in this scene, we have Superman doing the superhuman thing and we have Lois Lane saving the people. Yep. She's on the Not ground. Not a super. She's not a super, but she's doing the brain thing. She's using her brain, and she's saying, what's our first priority? Get the people to safety. Because once the people are cleared out and once the the, the streets or the bridge or whatever is safe, then Superman can do his thing. Right? And he can... Right. And and he can go and he can like heat vision the the, the the satellites or whatever and he can do what he needs to do because once the people right. are safe, then he unleashes. Well, right? and also Clark does what he, only he can, and Lois does what she can. Right. And Wonder Woman wasn't doing yeah. what she was what she could. She was just saying, "Leave me alone. I'm gonna take care of Magog." Right, and the thing is, I think with Wonder Woman, what she doesn't get is, I, I hate to use this expression, but it's more like a, a cockfight between them, who's more right. powerful, right. instead of like getting the job done. Mm-hmm. And and that's what the romance people don't get, is that instead of it being a fight between Lois and Superman, they know what they're good at and what right. they can do, and what their strengths are. And Superman can trust in her, or he can have trust and faith, people, in Lois Lane to go and do what needs to be done so he yep. can do what he can do, right. and what only he can do. And, yeah, you know, um, I saw this panel, and I was like, Yes, yes, somebody did a comparison. Yes, we got it. I can post these panels. And yeah, well, <clears throat> I'm very thing, excited. You know, this whole super should be with super crap. 
Um, Lois, as a human being, is doing going beyond, you know, she's not a damsel in distress because she's saving people. She's doing what she can. She tackles the fireman so he wouldn't be get hit by debris. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is... All inspiring. That is what, like, one of the reasons Clark loves her. She's not invulnerable. She's very vulnerable. Yet she's fearless. And she does what she can to help others. Mm-hmm. That's not what Wonder Woman's doing in the Fumance book. No. And, and, you know, it's different from Batman. Because Batman has years of training. He has all this armor. He has all these gadgets. Lois does it without that. Right. I keep saying, I keep saying, Lois will face a bullet, and she's not bulletproof, and that is true bravery and courage, because right. she will do what needs to be done, you know, to protect people and to, to to safeguard them. I mean, she would take a bullet for Superman, even though he's bulletproof. Right. I mean, when Clark loses his powers and somebody comes at him, Lois gets between them. Right, but I mean, she's still doing it in the New 52. When he got brain whammied by Psycho Pirates, whatever that guy's yeah. name is. Yep. Um, when, when he gets brain whammied by him and he cannot defend himself, she says, if you want Superman, I'm Lois Lane. And if you want Superman or Metropolis, you have to go to me. And that's that panel for me is Lois Lane because in the New 52, she still retains her heart, she still retains her soul, and she still retains her integrity, and I don't understand why Suzanne's with Wonder Woman is she, you know. Mm. It's a hoax. I'm telling you, it's a ruse. <laughs> yeah, but why Boy, else? Why? order numbers. Yeah, oh, it's the ruse to destroy the odd numbers. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, in Perez's run, Superman 1 through 6... I mean, Lois uh, was Clark's eyes and ears for the one monster he couldn't see. You know, he was fighting in a... She put right, right. cameras on, was, on the thing that he couldn't see so he could see it. Right, because the monster... Um, I know which one you're talking about. It was when he tackled that water, wind, fire... Yeah. ...monsters, and I still don't know what was going on. Um, but and then he, the bugs the mon- came. <laughs> yeah, then the bugs came, and the monster targeted your vision. So when she turned the cameras on 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 the monster, right. the monster could target everybody's eyes and 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 ears and stuff. So Superman could then see him because he was right. getting pummeled all over the place. Right. Everybody else could see the monster, but Clark couldn't see him. Right, and also. When Supergirl comes, and um, I think this was Dan Jurgens' run. No. I think. I don't know. No. It was also it was in Superman. Later Perez. It was like five or six. Okay. All right. And when Supergirl comes, and he gets mind rammed again, and he starts attacking her, Lois screams, Superman, you're killing her. And it's right. her voice that he picks up on. Among yeah, all the chaos. Yeah, it wasn't Superman that was killing Kara. It was his double. Yeah. Clark was in space, covered by bugs. Covered, covered in bugs. And you know what's strange about that that book 
and she screams clock. She yep. doesn't scream system. Exactly. And I was like, and I was like, oh, she knows. Yeah, she because knows. she yeah because she had the the cameras track him to the cemetery in Smallville where he changes into Superman. Right. And so I don't know what happened to that storyline. Well, um, George Perez told us personally in Metropolis, Illinois, when we went to the Superman celebration after his run, he says, "Oh yeah, Lois knew from the beginning." Right. Now, oh. you see, that's where I said they could have been modern in the case <laughs> of the 62. Ooh, hey, bless you. I'm sorry, did you still hear? I put my hand over the mic. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, it was loud. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Um, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Okay. Um, you know, that's what I say. The new 52 could have done differently. They could have done a man of steel on this where she's in on it from the get go. She could and, still be, but they're not and, they're not developing Lois. Except the maybe thing now. is they the thing is they stopped developing Lois because they had to develop something else. And if you have a highly yeah. developed Lois, then your foreman falls apart like Yeah, oh please. Know, like that's a, like Jenga. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Jenga. Just pull the thing from the bottom. Um, but, yeah, so they had to stop, you know, building up Lois Lane in order to build up the formats. And then, as we said before, you know, nobody wanted to write it, so they got delayed by a year. And then everything gets delayed, and then we're still stuck. I think now, in 2015, we're catching up with where they wanted to be. Right. Well, and to add because to that, I mean... Dan DiDio told us that Baltimore in 2013, they pushed Lois down too far. That Those were his words. I have that on tape. Well, I don't anymore. I may not because I lost my tablet. I might have put it somewhere. It's, no, no. It's it's on the blog. So it's Okay, there. it is on the blog, yeah. So, so they consciously pushed Lois down for the foemans. Mm-hmm. And then we got the tweet from Scott Snyder about, oh, you guys are going to be so happy with what they're going to do with Lois. Well, he didn't, He failed to mention that it was going to be at the end of the two years. <laughs> if then... Yeah, yeah. Um, Scott Snyder did not take into account Jeff Johns' uh, soon. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't know about Jeff Johns' soon. <laughs> Well, and, you know, they've stretched out action Horrorville so much, and then Jeff piddly farted around with Men of Tomorrow and then quit. Um, you know, you know, having Lois in two panels per book, and then one even every book, it's not building her up. So Batman Superman kind of is doing that. Because um, she's not getting it in action. She's not even in action. She's only allowed in action when she can save Clark's butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, I think it's not now, even you know, I think now your status quo has changed. It's now Lois saving Clark, save the world. Save Clark, save the world. Save the world, save Clark. Well, <laughs> of... yeah, I mean... She obviously is going to save Clark again when the 
the whole foment show to be a hoax. I think, you know, okay, now, riddle me this. Clark went to Earth 2. He met Batman before Justice League 1. But he didn't remember. Mm. Him and Batman went to Earth 2. And they were kind of like, you know, they met him and everything. Then they went back. But then they forgot again. But what if he they retained that? Well, he did see. He saw that Earth 2 Superman, Lois, died. Okay? Remember? Mm-hmm. And then he saw Diana died, and he called her my love. But he could have been referring to Lois. Because those two mm-hmm. panels were together, if yeah. you remember. So well, it was right, it was right in one after the other, and yeah, for for Lois's death, they actually had a reaction where his yeah. face is like his face is like in disbelief. Yeah. For one woman, they don't even show him on panel. No. So it could be that he was referring to Lois. Okay. Because especially if it's a hoax. If the FOMAS is a hoax, then he definitely was referring to Lois. But here's the thing. What if he retained that memory? What if bats remembered that it was Darkseid that killed everybody they loved? Right? Mm-hmm. They come back and, you know, they have... We don't know when that story happens the second time when they go back, Right? No, yeah, there's there's no timeline right. connecting it to um, anything else. So, so and uh, supposedly they didn't remember meeting each other. Um, Justice League won, but what if you know memories are memories? You know, and we're de- dealing with a chaos person. So, what if after they fought Darkseid, because Justice League story jumps from Justice League six. Five years into Justice League 7. So in the meantime, what if they actually had a memory of Earth 2 and realized that Darkseid killed all their loved ones? And so they have to do... They have to create... uh, And this would coincide with why there's no romance in the New 52. Because the New 52 world knows that Darkseid would kill all their loved ones. So Clark, so they said, okay, so Clark and Di- says, you and Diana date, okay, and that would make, you know, everybody think, you know, that we're strong or whatever, and that, you know, and it also shows that the the anti-life equation is working perfectly on New 52 because it's all about doom and gloom and hopelessness and all this kind of stuff and and that's all the stuff that's missing from the new 52 hope and joy and smiles and whatever so in love in love so what what if i mean you know we've all complained that it's you know it's like everybody's freaking batman nobody loves anybody and 
you know, they're all horn dogs and with the wrong people if they're with anybody and the video comes out with they shouldn't have personal lives. They should just do their duty. And we're like, that's never been a complete story in the DC universe ever. And so now, and you know, he has to say that crap because that's what the New 52 was. It was, I think it's this ruse to, they know Darkseid's going to attack. Probably he attacked Earth 3. You know, that's what the whole Forever Evil crapola was about. They know he they'll, that sometime there's only one dark side too, okay. So they know he's going to be coming for them sometime, and so they're building like, you know, he's going to see. Oh, he's going to think it's easy to take them over because they're already got the anti-life equation going on, you know. They don't love anybody, they're hopeless, they're lonely, they have grief, you know, the whole crap. Oh, love that's the entire life equation. But, you know, how you kind of put, like, a, you know what a scapegoat is? You know what a scapegoat actually is? Oh, yeah. They put a goat goat in the field and then, you know, things would come attack it and then you could, you know, kill them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what they're doing. They're playing dead, for lack of a better term, uh, emotionally and, you know, emotionally, which is basically what the anti-life equation is all about, is uh, emotional, you know, um, uh, anti-life. You know, they don't have emotional lives. So when he comes, they're going to, you know, it'll, it'll be a surprise attack. Because they're not that weak. They won't be that easy to overtake. Because they do have these other relationships. Well, especially Clark. He's always after Clark anyway, right? Earth 2, he was after Clark. Um, In the Superman animated series, he wanted to make Superman his son. Right. Well, and even in the post-crisis, he wanted Superman to be his yeah. His heir to the throne. No matter yeah, what. Darkseid, get a life. In the new 52, he kidnapped Clark. The sod tortured him. They were trying to make clones out of Clark so they could find Darkseid's daughter, which a big, big uh, plot line they just don't forget about. It's Jeff Johns, too, you know? You know he's been jonesing to do this for a long time. And... um. You know, given cyborg apocalyptic technology, why? So they can boom tube around? You know, I'm sitting there going, then why does Superman have flight? You know, Wonder Woman's got flight. You know, Green Lantern always used to drag bats around and flash. And, you know, why give cyborg? I mean, is it convenience? No, I don't think so. I think it's a major, I think, you know. And I think that's why they're pulling this, doing this, because... Victor, who may be an unwilling participant of of Darkseid, unknowingly being his eyes and ears for this Earth, who was the first person to find out about the kiss on the Lincoln Memorial? Cyborg. Well, Cyborg overhears Diana right. and Superman talking. Afterwards, he says, it's just a kiss, not a commitment, blah, 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 blah. 
Right, and he probably saw it through all the surveillance. I mean, look at Justice mm-hmm. League International Annual Number 1. It was all over their monitors, so you know daggone well that Cyborg saw it. But it had no meaning until they did their little, oh, it was just a kiss, not a commitment. She's like, oh, but it was nice. Yes, it was nice. You know, I mean, really, are we eight years old? Are we in junior high? What is the deal? So, but that would be enough. I think they're just really bad actors, you know. But, you know, <laughs> if convincing Cyborg and, and Dark Side, I guess that's all you need to do. And, you know, they really had to get the whole world to believe in the sparse. I mean, so much so that five years later, some guy's saying, well, Wonder Woman and Superman are together. They could have a baby. You know, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, I'm sitting there going, why did they put that in? It's because people still believe. It's like, it's like all the gossip stuff, you know, on television mm-hmm. or whatever. All they remember is that one time that somebody screwed up and they did something or whatever. I mean, the people could be totally reformed now and doing something else, but that's what they're going to be remembered for. And it's still right. in a global mindset, you know. So, um, so anyway, um, back to this story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyway, I think I think, and then that's another reason I think I think when you start to look at it like the fomance is a farce, and why it had to be done, and now they're going to have this dark side war. And then he said we're going to have a dark side war. I went, oh my gosh, that's what this is all about. It's always about freaking dark side. So, oh, I'm pushing the wrong button here. No wonder it's not coming. <laughs> um, so Lois has tackled a fireman. And saved him. and But, of course, she's got to get the interview. So she says, has emergency services any idea why all the satellites are coming down and why they're only hitting cities? I thought Earth's surface was mostly ocean and desert. And he goes, don't ask us. If anyone knows, it's him. And he points up to Superman flying across the sky. And Lois says, they, the faith they all have in him. It's as touching as it is naive. Clark is a wonder. But he's only one man, one Superman. Every life he saves here may be one we lose in another city. It's too much for him, too much for anyone. It felt like the end. How foolish. If only I'd known how much worse was ahead. Um, and I think that explains a, a lot about Man of Steel as well. And she goes on, she says, I was so proud of him, his hands literally full, but listening to every sound, no matter how horrifying got to remember what that could do to your psyche, okay? Because you mm-hmm. hear everything. Using every amazing power he has, I never saw him so powerful. Or in such pain. Because thanks yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think this is very much tackling Man of Steel. Yes, um, I do too. Because Man of Steel got a lot of flack that Superman's not saving enough people, he's killing people. Yeah, really. Not once, not once does Superman ever kill anyone except Zod. Okay? Yeah. We can go and point out Avengers, okay? Uh, Captain America, he literally, just because they're the bad guys, doesn't mean you have to... He kills like 20 people, okay, in one action sequence. <laughs> so, and but no, but people cover it up because it's presented in a light, humorous way. And I don't think that's fair on Man of Steel, 
Right. Because they presented it in, and I know people say, oh, well, you know, these these guys are superheroes. They're not real. And I'm like, no, in a real-life situation, this is how he would have to work and how, how he'd have to react because, and I don't get why people don't get this, because he is just one guy. You know, he's save super, everyone. He is Superman. At the end of the day, he's just one guy. Yep. And no matter how powerful he is, he cannot be everywhere all the time. I mean, this was even tackled in, in Superman, the movie, where yep. he had to go and save the people, and he didn't save Lois Lane. Right. Then, then he did the whole then he did the whole world spinning around thing. But um <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is they tackled it and then to make it lighthearted again, see that's the problem I get with people is that because it wasn't presented in a joking, light hearted manner Right. Then it's wrong. And it and no. They didn't get their sugar with their medicine. Exactly. You know, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Yeah. And and so for them, they didn't get that spoonful of sugar, and so it's automatically wrong. Yeah. In a real world situation, this is how it would have gone down. And you know, the, the 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 point where she says in this comic here, and the or in such pain. You yeah. see that at the end of Man of Steel. Oh my God, he's screaming. I mean, they had Henry Cavill. They said was so loud, they had to tone down the mics because he screamed and he just let out. He said he channeled something in Superman. I I watched this interview. Uh, I can't remember where, um, but when it was when the DVD came out, he said he channeled the pain that Superman would have been feeling, and they had to turn down the mics because yeah, yeah. And, and the and acoustics would have been yeah. And similarly, you know, they they had to tone down the his screaming when Jonathan Kent died because he said he just channeled it from right down in his belly and he just let it out. He said because he had to show how much of pain Superman is in. And well, so... Here's the thing. Superman... Saving what he can save. Okay, he's only one guy, right? Mm-hmm. Is what he was the only one that could do what he did. So he, you know, he had to kill Zod. Okay. This is Clark's lesson. He cannot save everybody. This mm-hmm. is also a lesson for the audience, and they didn't like it. They wanted him to save everybody. How can he do that in any realistic kind of way? How? Superman, if he was in New York on September 11th, couldn't have saved everybody. Good. And and they tackled that as well with, I can't believe I'm saying this, the Fomance, where they're bringing in Magog now, and they said when Darkseid attacked, he didn't save everyone. Right. Some people died. Right, probably because you're spending too much time telling Tiara that you know you can't you don't lecture people when they're dying. Get them to the paramedics. Um, 
but you know, it, I digress. I think that this is tackling the fact that people forget he's just because he's Superman doesn't mean he can do everything. Yeah. He's not a but, god. Right. You know, he Superman is still god fearing. He's still he's still religious and he believes in God. So he believes that somebody is higher than him. Oh yeah. And that person and that person higher than him is ultimately dictating who and when it's your time, Lana Lang, when it's your parents' time, no force They're in gonna the go. world. No force in the world is going to stop it. I know it's morbid right. to look at it that way, but it's the truth. Yeah. It's a lesson we all learn about life and death. Yeah. You know, they say there's, there's like two constants in life, tax and death. Right. So, <laughs> so. here's the other thing. Um, you know, people complain he's too powerful, blah, 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 but they want him to save everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't want him to be controlling or a god, but they want them to save everybody. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Right, and that's what I keep saying, is that people want to have their bread butted on both sides. Yeah. They but, do. but, you know, you save the butter, put in one side, okay? Um, and that's the thing. You, you can't have it both ways. Right. You can't have it that way. And um, at the end of the day, I enjoyed this panel, especially what she says later uh, just now. Um, you know, in the next panel, she says, you can't save everyone, Clark, not even you. Right. I was like, that just hit home. And, yeah, and that's yeah. probably a lesson he has to re- learn and learn and learn again because he does want to save everybody. But he's just right. We're not, we're not saying we're not saying just because he can't doesn't mean he won't try. Exactly. But everybody that tries sometimes fails. Yeah, because that's the way life is sometimes. Sometimes in life you just going to you're going to fail, and it hurts him. You can see it in the panel with his eyes. You know they're wide, and he's like in shock. But um, the thing is, he has to learn and move on. But he doesn't give up. No, That's the one thing that we up. like about Superman. I don't yes. give up. Lois doesn't, doesn't give up. up. He doesn't give up trying. He will never stop trying to be the best he can be. He will always push himself to go faster, to save that one extra person. But he's going, even Superman, I keep saying this, he is a man, not a god. Exactly. He's not super god. He's not super god. He's Superman, and and to err is human, right? To right. make a mistake, to make a mistake is human, and that's that's Superman. That well, I mean, yeah. even, if you, even if he does his best, he's not going to be successful all the time. It, it's not because he didn't make a because he made a mistake. It's just because that's just the situation. So right. So he's trying to hold up this building. This building starts to collapse. People are falling out of the building or jumping out of the building. And he's like, no. You know, and he's trying to keep it all together. And Lois says, but you're not alone. There's another wonder up there. And Batman is up with a giant net behind the bat plane. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. He netted the people 
Okay, Batman, whatever. It's Batman, you know. He's Batman. Talk He's about believability. <laughs> so He's Batman. He and Lois is down on the ground and with the the rest of the people, and she says, and some brave folks down here too. So you've got people saving people on the ground as well. And um, she she continues, Scotland hadn't been hit as badly. Well, actually, no city was hit as badly as Metropolis. It was if someone had it in for us personally. Only someone paranoid could believe that, though. Of course, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean someone isn't out to get you. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it's dark side. He's always after Clark. So then we see uh, Bat, uh, yeah, Batwoman, Catwoman <laughs> and um, Robin, Helena, um, and I love it that she calls her kitten. And there's oh, yeah. people in Gotham City. Um, yeah, non powered, non powered, huh? Mhm. And they're doing the best. Clark zooms over to help them too. You know, he's trying to be in fifteen places at once, but he can't because he's only one guy. Even if he can't fly. Um, well, wasn't this Kara? Wasn't this Kara who was helping them? But she was moving so fast. Oh, it was a that's right. That's right. They thought yeah. it was Superman, but it was Kara. And so, you know, their world's falling apart, too. They're trying to help as many people as they can. Um, and as a giant statue, you know, because they have all these giant statues in Gotham City, uh, tries to fall on Catwoman and Helena. Uh, we see a red-blue blur go by, and... Um, Helena goes, Superman, he came back. And it turns out it's actually Kara. Mm. Um, and Catwoman says, that's a wonder from Krypton for sure, little one. Thank you. And Lois continues with her narration. Selena knew naturally Bruce could never keep a secret from her, and no one kept secrets from Bruce. I always hoped the girls would be friends someday, but Clark wasn't ready. He thought Helena might be a bad influence since she was already so out there. I kept telling him he couldn't keep Kara under lock and key forever. And that was, you know, Kara and Helena became very good friends. It continues to this day in World's End. And um, the, uh, the ironic thing is that Kara was a bad influence on Helena at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> Pretty much. So, Catwoman goes, hmm, and Helena goes, not a good growl, Mom. What is it? She says, why did more satellites fall just as we were on the scene, kitten? Mama Cat's got a bad feeling about this. And so, that goes back to my my concept of Dark Side went after their loved ones on Earth, too. Mm-hmm. And I think Bats and Soups realized that. Um, on Earth 2, and that information got embedded into the brains of the New 52 guys on their visits, even though we didn't see them come to that realization. Between issues 6 and 7 of Justice League, they figured it out, and so by the time five years later, um, they figured out that they were going to have to do something because they knew Darkseid's going to be coming. And because 
New 52 fiddled and farted around for two and a half years later, um, it seems like forever. <laughs> so, Lois says, looking back, they were a perfect friendship, night and day, cynicism and optimism, and yet so alike. So, Superman is sitting on the on the wing of the bat plane while Bruce converses with him. And Bruce says, it's a bad pattern, too many hits, too close to home, aimed at where we might be, where our loved ones were. Be careful, Clark. Okay, right there. See, this is what I think is happening. Within the main continuity books, you know, we're not getting any of this. But in, like, Batman Superman, we're getting it. In World's Finest, we're getting it. In Future's End, we're getting it. In World's End, we're getting it. And basically, it's what we've been talking about all tonight, is that they know Darkseid's coming. They are really setting a trap for Darkseid. He's going to think it's easy pickings on the new 52 Earth Zero, and it's not going to be. Because they're mm-hmm. ready for them, for him. They've been preparing themselves for this moment. And right. uh, unlike you Earth know, Two, Bat- where he just sprung it on them, Earth exactly. Zero's going to be Bat- prepared. Batman, Batman is a is a is a once butch and twice shy type of guy. Right. You know where he's if if I was unprepared once, I'm never going to let that happen ever again. Because right. then for him, for him it's, it's the flashback of his parents dying. So he knows. And Batman does take it on. Here's a little bit of Batman praise. Batman does take the responsibility of being over-paranoid on his shoulders. Right. And for a lot of times, and that's why they say Batman always has a plan, because he is so over-paranoid that he is always prepared for A, B, and C to happen. Right. And, you know, Batman's famous line, he has contingencies. Right. Well, and if he sees a fellow Batman from a different Earth go through something and he knows damn well that the same thing's going to happen to him, he's going to do move heaven and Earth to protect the ones he loves. And I think the entire Justice League, uh, I think Flash is in on it, too. I think he knows that we're going to be attacked by Darkseid and that... Um, because, you know, he's not with Iris. Mm-hmm. You know, they can kill off Petty Spivet. Nobody's going to care. Um, and, you know, Hal and um, Carol aren't together, but they kind of are, but they're not. But that's kind of been their relationship anyway. But Kyle's in the middle of that. Um, so, you know, they're all kind of... Plus they have the... The, also, they have to do it, not just to set a trap for Darkseid, but they have to convince Darkseid that they are vulnerable, that they're under the anti-life equation that he left because of Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we keep saying it, it may not be Cyborg's fault. It could no. be he's like the, like the spyware in your laptop. Right. You know, where he is, it's this little worm that, you know, this Trojan horse that somebody has planted into the system and he doesn't know it's happening. He doesn't know he's like Wi-Fiing, relaying all these stuff, the stuff to, to Darkseid. 
Right. So, back to the comic. Um, Clark says, I think our priority should be making the remaining satellites stay up there and seeing if we can watch whoever did this in the act. And Bat says, I repeat, be careful, Clark. And Clark says, I'm the invulnerable one, Bruce. You watch out. And Bruce says, for both of us. Now, true, physically, Clark is invulnerable. But what's his... What's his weakness? What's his vulnerability? It's not kryptonite. It's his heart. It's his heart. So they 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 go flying off in separate directions, and Lois is back with her narration. She says, I only read about Bruce's warning after I came back. I, I believe she means after she came back as the Red Tornado. But mm-hmm. I wish I had heard it that day, or that my sweet, overconfident wonder had listened, I might not have not have died. So, Lois is um, interviewing people, because that's what she does. She's also trying to solve this mystery of who the heck is doing what. Um, so she's interviewing this guy, and he says, you know, it's a terrible loud bang, and there was broken glass flying everywhere. The walls exploded around us. Big piece of the satellite hit my desk. I mean, now I know it was a satellite. Then it was a weird chunk of metal with an American flag symbol coming from nowhere. She says, let me take you back to the Daily Planet. You can tell the story there. We'll put you on the video feed. He goes, me on TV? Well, that's one good thing from this awful day. So, why is it this not changing pages? Okay, so then Kara... Um, she says, I had, Lois says, I had no idea that while I took Ludus, the guy she's interviewing, back to the planet, Kara was going to have the glory of her triumph knocked out of her. So, you know, Kara's just saved Gotham City to some extent. I mean, she saved Catwoman and, and Helena, so basically she saved Batman's heart. And then she runs into that chick from Apocalypse again. She don't really need her. Get out of here. Um, (laughs) And so um, she knows about her because um, Clark's told her about her. And so the woman whacks her and says, you are beneath the notice of the gods. And then she goes through a boom tube, of course. Now... Yeah, I don't get this chick. I don't get this chick at all. She just comes in. She's like, ha 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 ha. You know, I I equate it to the like the Power Rangers. You know these these um, <laughs> villains that used to come. You know they they just yeah. come for the for the ending fight when they used to get big and and then the Power Rangers used to just swing their sword and then they used to disappear. Um, that's what I equate her to. She's like ha 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 ha. You know, and then she's gone. <laughs> So she like she's like comic relief for me at the moment. Right. So Lois continues. Kara still hasn't learned patience, but I hope she's become more strategically wise than she was that day, or she won't last long now that she's returned. While she was recovering, two two much more patient men were squaring off without even meeting. Bruce had disliked Terry Sloan for years but the distrust between them had grown since Sloane had confronted him at the Kent farm. That was a whole thing, kryptonite thing, wasn't it? Yeah. 
And the leash that he'd given Sloane was about to be yanked. So Bruce is breaking into Sloane's house. And there's a big giant safe there. And he blows it up and there's the big chunk of kryptonite. And of course, Sloane comes in. And we know it's Sloane because he's got his name on his sleeve. Um, (laughs) And, you know... Bruce is trying to get the clerk tonight, and Lois says, it always was a big mistake to stand between Bruce and anything he wanted. Anything. And, of course, Batman escapes with the kryptonite with his uh, anchor chain from the back plane. Uh, so there was... Um, so Terry Sloan basically expected Batman. He took the bait. No sign of his spotting the real treasure, right? And and the other guy says, the boy sleeps in his womb, sir. And he says, perfect. So they have Val, which they don't find till later, after Lois becomes the Red Tornado. Mm-hmm. So Lois says, at the time, I had no idea Bruce had done that much less that Sloan had Val Zod hidden in his basement. All I wanted to do was get Lustig into the video studio. So she goes to the Daily Planet, and there's security guards in front of it saying, Ms. Lane, the building's closed. We're not sure the damage has been fully contained. And she, of course, being in Los Lane, says, see the pass, O'Connor, anywhere, anyhow, and with anyone. So apparently Lois is susceptible to the normalcy bias. And she says, I was in the Planet building my home. I was away from the chaos in the streets safe. The last Big mistake of my life. So basically, yeah, she did fall under the normalcy bias. She thought the Daily Planet would be safe. And we know that that's where Darkseid attacked her. And so next month is the end. It's titled The End. So we'll get to see how Lois dies. And we already know the repercussions of that. Um, so what did you think of that issue? Um, I'm so sad. It's ending. Um, I knew it was going to end because right. of us too. Um, but I just, I, you know, I keep saying this. Can we move to us too? Can, can <laughs> we know. just like, can we just like get this us back and eradicate us zero? Um, because right. everybody, everybody here is themselves. You know, exactly. it's like I never. It's like I never left pre fifty two or or even you know, when when we were reading about Kellel and, and and Lois, you know, it's it's the traditional relationship. Even Batman is more Batman in here. Because I mean I, sorry Scott Snyder, I dropped Batman because he's like not a detective anymore. Mhm. And I mean, Batman's getting the runaround from Joker and by nobody's business. And so I was just like, I'm done with this. You know, I'm done with no more mystery and all the horror and all of that. Because I know Scott Snyder loves his horror. And Oh, yeah. But I think, I think I mean, if you read Witchers, don't read it at night. Okay? I won't be reading it. <laughs> I don't like horror. Horror is not my thing. <laughs> So I read it just to support Scott's man. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you sleep in the light. I'm, I'm too spiritually sensitive to, to go to certain places. 
No, yeah, no, I'm also like that, but I just said I want to read it for, like, Scott Snyder, you know, just to support him because he gave us Superman Unchained. So, um, but I'm like, yeah, no, that is uh, some wickedly scary stuff. And and it's it's not just scary, it's, it's messed up stuff. So, um... And but now he's bringing that into uh, Batman, and for me, Batman is the world's greatest detective. Supposed to be. Not supposed to be, um, and so I don't get that anymore. So right. I, I, but here, here he's like, well, Clark, you know, the 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 satellites are falling. We need to be, be, you know, and then he's going into, and he's like a spy, and he's getting the kryptonite because he doesn't trust uh, Terry Salone. And, you know, this is Batman for me. This is right. the Batman I, I grew up watching, reading. And this is the Batman I like. So for me, um, and I also like his interpretation of Catwoman because a lot of times they make Catwoman out to be um, uncaring. Right. And, like, and for lack of a better word, you know, they make her out to be like a slut, you know, like like Batman's they make her callous. sugar. Yeah. Yeah, like like Batman's sugar, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I don't like that because I think Catwoman is a much better character than that mm-hmm. than to just be. And so here, when you see her in the family situation, you see her being all, you know, mama cat on on her little kitten and being protective. Um, I really like it, and it enforces again family, love, right. defending, and this this is what the New Fifty Two doesn't have. Why are they fighting? Why would they risk their lives? Put it on the line for what? Here in Earth Two, we can see what they're fighting for. Superman is fighting for his city, for his love for his daughter, and he is fighting to keep them safe. Batman is fighting for his city, for his love, for his daughter, and they are fighting to keep their world safe. And this is, yeah, this is such a better read than Justice League or Batman Superman even. So, and and I like the title, it's Superman, Batman, World Finest. Right. Not Batman, Superman. <laughs> because well, back in yeah. back in the day, it was Superman, Batman. Yep. Well, you know, if Earth Zero is all playing the anti-life equation game, they can't be. We can't even love a city. You know, they're just lonely. We don't even know if if Superman loves Metropolis. No, he's not there half the time now. He's Superman all the time, but he's saving everything else. He's more in London, and but he doesn't save them either because he's floating above them. Right. And he doesn't have a love for humanity. Exactly. I don't know. I still think they're doing it for somebody's benefit, but it sure in the hell ain't for the fans. 
Oh no, the, the fans missed. <laughs> they went away. <laughs> All 118,000 of them from Action Comics alone. Okay. All right, Future's End. Number 41. Yay! Yay! Written by the pros from Dover. Um, <laughs> which is a rip- MASH reference, in case you guys didn't know. The movie, not the series. Um, again, five years from now, only this time it's in New York City. Lois Lane is in New York City, in the world, and the city's coming down around her. And it's because of Doomy Brainiac. Um, this is what he's become after Superman shoved him into a black hole. Apparently, five years later, he shows up again. And she says, I've got the story of a lifetime at my fingertips. I may never get a chance to report it. Those flying spheres are forming what looks like a wall or a cage. It's all happening so quickly faster than anyone can comprehend. I can only wonder, can anything stop this monster? Now, you got to remember, Clark's been gone for five years, or four years at least. Mm-hmm. Just like he was between action and Superman, number one. <laughs> okay. So, and that might be, you know, when I think about Superman number one, he says, oh, I've been gone, and I'm thinking... Where have you been? <laughs> you know, and it's a time thing, so who knows? So anyway, um, so Superman, again with the black and white pages, I think some of this art is being done at the last minute. What do you think? Oh, I was just looking because I had zoomed in. I was like, where can she see black and white? <laughs> Because no, I, you know, I had zoomed in on Superman's S, um, <laughs> and um, I think well, the thing is we have we have information. Uh, the people who aren't even solicited are now doing art, so right. um, and Dan Jurgen said that. He said that there's going to be more Superman. I, I don't right. know where it was. And I think you, you sent me that entry where he said, well, it's going to be very Superman-centric towards the end. Right. And where I don't remember. I didn't knew that, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, and then he says that's going to play into convergence because... Right. Right, and then they... Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I think maybe... There's more Superman and Lois, and maybe that's why they're doing the art that way. Well, I mean, we got black and white pages in Superman 38. Right. I can understand a weekly like this. Last minute changes, they don't get to the colorist. You know, they just do it in. Right. And, 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 you know, um, um, and with a weekly, you know, it has to be done fast. And I have to say, for a weekly, they've kept the art up pretty well standard, um, above standard, I should say. 
Um, and so I can understand if, if they don't color in the, the sky or you know, they, they don't color in the building or they, they, they leave doomsday black and white. It, it, that's fine because, hey, I'm not in it for the art. <clears throat> what? 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 the splash pages? I'm not in it. I'm not, yeah. Splash pages. They can't afford splash pages exciting. in this weekly. My God. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, you know. But we I'm have like, been getting good ones, so. We've been getting super splash mm-hmm. pages. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Um, And so, yeah, I don't, as long as the panels translate the story is what I'm after. It can right. be black and white. I don't care, you know. Right. Put the Superman, put the Superman S in color. I'll be fine with it. Superman comic strips used to be in black and white. Um, okay, so, Clark, well, okay, Superman with a beard, looking good, in a t-shirt, jeans, boots, okay, I... But he is, he, literally, he is ripping out of the shirt. Yeah, the shirt he has, is. he has no space to breathe in the shirt. It's, whoever drew this panel, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You passed your biology class. Um... See, I didn't like Clark in the jeans and the boots because at the beginning without action because I was like, oh, really? Really? Farm boy can't afford a suit? What? Of course, they wouldn't allow Martha Kent to make it. Mm-hmm. But it's okay for Alfred and Batman to redesign it. Excuse me. Whatever. Oh, so Clark's uh, thinking, I thought I'd put this kind of thing behind me. Uh, others could handle these th- threats. Here we go. See how they parallels World's Finest? That mm-hmm. I didn't have to be the last option. So that's Brainiac? Constantine said he was coming, but he doesn't look like... And so Brainiac shoots at Clark. He says, I don't have time for... So he punches, tries... He punches the wall that's being built by Brainiac around uh, New York. Um, and as we all know, in Convergence, there's these bo- these dome cities, you know, as opposed to the bottled city that we saw in Metropolis in action. So um, Doomsday shoots Clark out of the dome, and he mm-hmm. lands in probably the East River, who knows. Or the Hudson, who knows? And the then, Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the only one I know in New York. <laughs> well, there's the East River, there's the Hudson. I don't know what else there is. I have to ask Kimmy. She's been there more than me. Um, then we see the, uh, is that the ship that looks like the brain? brain this, is, this is the Blood Moon. Oh. So that's what they're calling it now. And it came out of that green planet ooze thing. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's, this is traditional Brainiac's ship thing. Yeah, the right. brain and the tentacles. Right. And it's not that fish thing that Scott Bell had, the ancient fish. No. You are my wife. You are my wife, lovers. <laughs> yeah, it's more like what Brainiac that was with Clark, you know, that he used for his 
fortress of solitude in space, whatever, mm-hmm. in action. So we've got uh, Hawkman, um, the Atom. Who else is with them? Cyborg, Dawnstar, and Firefly or something. I don't know what his name was. Firestarter. Yeah. New character. Don't know him. Hmm? Oh. Anyway, they hear the screaming of thousands of people. And Hawkman's determined. He says, we have to destroy that thing. The engineer is in there. Remember Angie the engineer? Somewhere. We need to get her out. And somebody says, Hawkman, wait. And then this pink stuff. Remember the pink skies we got in Future's End? Mm-hmm. And Hawkman screams, Angie. Then he sees... <laughs> he sees all these people in these domed cities, including... Dun, dun, dun. Um, it says foreign multiversal unit detected initiate sterilization. So he sees Shahira. Dun, Shahira. Dun. Shahira, yes. Yeah. And while he screams his name, he goes through all the iterations of Hawkman and then seems to disappear into the space. No, is what I say. No, no, no. I've been waiting for no, no, this wait, moment. No, no, wait, 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 wait. But you, you missed one. Missed it. You missed but I it. Missed. Okay. Let me describe this to you, people. Uh, okay. So he sees he sees a huge splash page of all the the universe. I mean, there's Golden Age Superman. There's Drifter. There's Donna Troy. There's Shaira. There's Zatanna. There's Golden. There's Adam West Batman. Um, there's Jay Garrick. There's everybody we know and love, right? They're all hidden in this pink sky. And he uh, gets hit by this pink oozy thing, and he screams. This is one of the best panels, because I've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm like, where's Hawkman and where's Hawkgirl? And so basically, the New 52 uh, Hawkman is like mirrored with every single incarnation of Hawkman to the Golden Age. And he's screaming in space. This is impossible. But he's screaming, Shaira! And then he disappears. <laughs> That's because in the New 52, he was Savage Hawkman. Yeah, that is savage because he didn't have his woman. <laughs> oh, Holly. It's true. True, Shaira kept him in check. So, then we have to go back to Terrific Tech. And, of course, ter- uh, Mr. Terrific's talking to Brother I. Mm. He says, what do you think of this, Michael? And before you answer, I ask only because I'm interested in what is incomprehensible to the world's smartest man. Have you noticed, and- Brother I? Have you noticed Brother I stopped saying eyes as in an eyeball? Oh, that's right. So it's probably Brainiac by now? So, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Is he hacked by Brainiac now? Yeah. Because he's talking normal. Right. He's not like I with an E-Y-E. Hmm? Right. It's, it's just the letter I. It's just an E. <laughs> somebody goofed. Or the letter goofed up, Yeah. <laughs> 
So we have five years in the future Batman and um Tim No, that's not Tim. Yeah, no, yeah Tim. Tim, Tim and Plastique and they're there to rob Mr. Terrific. And so they see all these dead people and so they Batman says, Let's get out of here And Tim says what, you didn't don't think I can deal with something like this? He says, no, I don't. Not sure I can either. And I'm wearing body armor. Hello. And, and he says, I'll get her out, meaning plastique. And he says, good idea. And he goes to open the door. He goes, Batman, you said there was no power in here. And he says, obviously I was wrong. <laughs> Mistaken. The power is being controlled remotely. You want to find out by who or what? And and Tim looks at her and she says, I'm just saying, I bet it's a what. <laughs> All the girls are smart in this book. I like it. So um, so we're back to, bro- to Brainiac Brother I, I assume. Extraordinary, momentous, awesome. He's still looking for a word. What is the word you would use to describe what is happening, this world's smartest man? Perhaps stupefying, or is that too humbling? Oh, so Terry, so Mr. Terrific, get off your high horse. For all your brilliance, you have no idea what's about to happen to this world. You're blind, as so many are, by your own light. I wouldn't take that personally, though. I've experienced, and again, it's not EYE. I've experienced ends over and over, and all over the universes. But it's this planet, in this universe, that put a word to why things end ultimately. Hubris. <laughs> Basically, that's a new 52 right there. <laughs> uh, Michael, we've been talking for how long? Meanwhile, Batman's trying to get in there. I, again, not EYE, mean that in your terms, time for me isn't linear. It's simultaneous. All existence, every moment I experience at once, I'm created and destroyed in the same breath. Life is eternal and extinct for me. I am, again, not E-Y-E, and am not. And I'm about to save you from your future. And Batman puts his hand on Mr. Turek's shoulder. Michael turns around and says, Bruce, I'm so glad you're here to witness this. Oh, goody. So. Yeah, and he's got this, he's got this creepy face. And yeah. bef- the panel before, he's like, his face is shadowed. And then in, when he holds Bruce and he's looking, it's like this, uh, you know, when you put a torch from the bottom of your face and you shine it up? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's got this creepy smile. Yeah. So I think he's, like, possessed or something now. Yeah, probably. He's going to be a brainiac minion. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so we got Tim in the elevator. Plastic says, why not the stairs again? Because I can get this working, even with the power out. It has an auxiliary source. Hey, nice work, Robin. Call me that again, and I'll kill you before Brother Eye does. And she says, but that's who you are, right? He goes, wrong. I'm not Robin. I'm not nothing. I'm not nobody. I'm done with all this. And then he says, too. In the meantime, we see her her serpentine cyborg thing that <laughs> Terry brought back from... 35 years in the future, it's just overhead watching them. So obviously it remembers the situation here. Mm-hmm. 
So he sticks his head back from the escape hatch, that, uh, and they're on, oh, this can't be good. They're on floor 13, and then they're on 19, and she goes, sure, why not? And then on 22, and she says, you know, I, tur- uh, you know I turn into a monster, and they're on 32nd floor. He's still upside down looking at her. Yeah, he's given up the whole hero thing. And then they're on 42nd floor, and he says, what do you mean, turn? And so they're on floor 52. Get it? R, R, R. Very <laughs> funny. Just because you don't have to worry about Brother I warping you into some bug machine. He goes, I don't. I mean, I. the only guys going getting out of this is McGee. Okay. So the, the buggy cyborg plastique is watching all this. She's been hanging around all this whole time. And she, of course, McGee is from 35 years in the future. We know that he wasn't turned into a buggy boo. But Batman, after he left Batman 35 years in the future, he turned into bu- a jokey buggy boo thing. So, and of course, it's waiting for Terry McGee and Dark Alley. And Plastic says, I hope that he's okay, because she just made out with him, right? Oh, they didn't make out. They, they did it on the roof. They like, did it on the roof. So much for no love and no yeah. time, you know, to not There's be a superhero. Like a wow, wow. Of course, everybody Ouch. and their brother were watching them. All the Batman. Yeah, including Batman. Yeah, all the Batman. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, this is where the story kind of slows down for me. We've got Shazam in the super suit. We've got Madison in the firestorm suit. We've got... Was that Dr. Polaris? I can't ever remember. And, of course, he's the bad guy. And they're like, oh, who can we trust him? Can we do this? And, you know, and, you know Jason, who's also part of Firestorm, says, that man's responsible for Ronnie's death, Madison. He almost killed you for crying out loud. She goes, the crimes you committed, you did it because you wanted to save people, right? And Polaris says, indeed. And she says, well, here's your chance. So Madison's going to, like. So, he's adjusting the polarity flux to something that continually alternates. Okay, fine. Is that like, what is the Doctor Who, John Pertwee Doctor Who used to say to, I forget, I'll have to remember it later. Um, And so, Jason says, of course, by the time Brainiac catches on, it'll be too late. And uh, Suzanne says, who named you boss when exactly? Okay, kids, let's play nice. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to need more help. So they run into, they see, oh, there's Brainiac, aha! And so somebody turns and says, who? And somebody else says, Superman, or the guy that pretended to be anyway. And all of a sudden, um, Madison's, oh my god. And that's when they see Brainiac. So Shazam's like, but Godzilla is mine. You too do what you can to help people. So he goes after Brainiac. And the dome is complete. So the initial phase is concluded. So that means that New York is in a dome now. Brainiac says, commence link sequence. And of course it says link request received, link sequence reciprocated, full connection estimated in 13 minutes, 12 seconds. 13, 12 inches. So, um, it looks like there's a winged person there, doesn't it? Falling or? Yeah, no, that would be Dawnstar. Okay. (laughs) 
Just checking. So Shazam go in the super suit and this, you know with the mask says, you know what they say: the bigger they are, the harder they. And of course, you know, Berniak pulls out a. <laughs> Berniak doesn't even look at him. No, Berniak doesn't even problem. look at him. He's just like, go away, shoe fly. <laughs> but Shazam going through the dome breaks a hole in the wall, and somebody grabs him, and he says, "Holy." Molly, you're alive. Superman is alive. And I got cold chills when I was like, yes, it, it's Clark. Go, Ooh, Clark. Go. I, I love that line. Holy moly, you're alive. Superman's alive. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, and it's cape. we got cape porn. we got bicep, tricep porn. We've got, yeah, let's go, baby. Let's yeah, we got, go. butt, we got a butt shot, too, in the dreams. So, Cyborg, that thing is powering up. Can't you feel it? Oh, apparently. Its energy readings are spiking, and I'm picking up identical readings down in Manhattan. Uh, No more holding back. We have to presume the engineer is fully compromised. Attack! And so, these serpentine things go after the atom. He says, if that thing is connecting with Brainiac's machine on Earth, we have to stop it. Org Palmer! And he dissipates into this pink beam, too. Brainiac. Okay, this whole thing remind me of Man of Steel. With the mm-hmm. world... The terraforming. The terraforming, yeah. 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 I'm sitting there okay, this is the world engine, right? So, <laughs> the last panel has the world engine and, and Brainiac standing up watching it do its thing. It's connecting with the ship up above. There's a small figure at the base of the world engine. And it is dressed like Lois Lane. But this time it has a purple vest. Because the colorist wanted to make sure that we knew that Lois was on the scene. And that's how it ends. Huh. Hello. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, yep, yep, okay. yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it sped up, to, it, it's now speeding up because we only have up until, um, we only have, uh, my math is horrible. We only have seven issues left, right? Well, let's see, this was 41, for two, for three, for four, for five, for six. Or seven for eight, for nine. There's only gonna be forty nine, no. right? No, no forty nine, forty eight. Well, I thought there was one on um April first. No, no. It's the solicits still stay the same, which they have been notorious to not do. Um it's forty eight. Let me just check. Alright, check April first. Yeah, futures, futures, and futures, and... Because I was surprised it was still going on on April 1st. Because conversions Uh, are that day, too. Connect to the Internet. Um, this week we've got Jesus Moreno and Andy McDonald doing the pencils on this one. He's credited. 
And um, inks by Dan Green and Andy McDonald. Also, Andy was doing double duty. And colors were by High Five, supposedly. Um, and the cover was by Ryan Sook, who's just really been hitting it out of the ballpark with. And the he's been he's been doing all the covers, and they're just especially that Lois Lane one. Yeah. Cover girl Lois Lane. We've got um, the group editor for Future's End is Matt Idelson. Matt wanted them together in the beginning of the New 52. Have we pined <laughs> enough, Matt? The DC Comics website. Yes, you just Huh? I don't want the DC Comics website. I want futures in, not worlds in. Futures in. These people. Whoever created that website need to be shot. Maybe they should get somebody from the heartland of the United States to do it instead of the West Coast. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, let's see. So, next okay. week. Futures and Futures and Fachi 8 is out April 1st. Okay, so it's only 48. Yeah. So we got. But it's no no forty nine. Okay. Um. What does seven the, more? Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit